single-handedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. Ari Mendes. You didn't talk shit. What? Why would they get mad? I told. So I was on that show when Bill Burr was on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Bill Burr just trashed Kill Tony the whole time. Oh, I, that was one of the only episodes of Kill Tony that I liked. And I recounted that story. Uh huh. So all the negative things. I said about Kill Tony were actually quotes of Bill Burr. Got it. And they thought, and because this podcast that I did reposted me talk, I did it, I filmed it over a year ago, well over a year ago. What was the podcast? Some European comedians. In Europe. In Europe. Were, okay, so you're doing, a pod, you're doing a podcast in Europe. I was doing a podcast in Europe. And then when Tony's thing happened, in, in the Chinese thing, they were like, they messaged me and I, I didn't care. They were like, can we repost you talking about Kill Tony since he's hot right now or whatever? I, I didn't even read the DM. I go, yeah, I don't care. Oh, this was after he went, got canceled? Yeah. They reposted the clip oh, after so he got canceled. Oh, that's pretty recent. So a few months ago, you got a bunch of sh- backlash. A bunch of backlash for huh. that. And then when I did Kurt Metzger's thing, you I know, think there was that. bad press is good press, especially for a complete uh, loser piece of shit, unknown name. Yeah, no, you would think that. like, and I And I agree to a degree, but... It seems like whenever my name is in, in the public sphere, it's just a giant trashing. It's okay. It's better than nothing. There's never been like, but the thing is, I, I you you are like, I'm confused on how I feel about you. I feel like maybe, like, I don't want to say you're evil, although we all say that behind your back, all your friends. Probably, but it's because you're a blank mirror, dude. Like, so you make us project whatever we see into ourselves like back because you're dead face. So everyone who says I'm evil is really evil, the evil one? Yeah, or they're so insecure they think everybody hates them. Like you, you give the worst reflection because it's like staring at a fucking blank wall sometimes. So people think I hate them? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who? Nobody of consequence. I've never heard anybody of consequence say that I think. It's just like people at the Ooh. ice. So you know I used to hang out at the ice house. I used to host the ice house. Yeah. And people, many faces have come by saying some shit to me, like, I think that guy doesn't like me. So a lot of newer comics at the Ice House said, I think that guy hates me. Right, which is a great quality to have in that environment, because I have the opposite, where everybody everybody thinks I'm their friend. I don't want people to think that I hate them. My levels sound low to me. They sound good to you? I think I'm loud. But do I sound fine to you when you you hear me talk? Yeah, yeah, you sound fine. But you're just so fucking dead-faced. Yeah, but that's because I, I've talked about this last few episodes. That's because I masturbate a lot. And so you have low testosterone, side. you think? Low energy. Low energy. Yeah. Well, how do you masturbate? On a treadmill? <laughs> no, but coming <laughs> takes out coming is your your energy, I think. Part of it. It's your not chi. all of it. It's more your spiritual energy. It's like you know, if you if you masturbate right before you go on stage, you're gonna be relaxed and too calm. If you wanna be a little bit higher strong, a little Oomph in your voice and your step, a little pep in your step. Mm-hmm. Can't jerk off so much. I did a show in Palm. I need to turn my levels up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what people say about me matters to me more than it should. Oh, it does. And every time someone I hear like, oh, that guy hates you or that guy says you hate him, it's always someone I don't even know or talk to. Sure. 
it's always like, it's never someone where I'm like, huh, what? We're friends. I can't picture you caring what people think because I just. That's just because I'm edgy on stage. No, it's not. No, I could care less. I know what I know what it's like to be edgy on stage and be an emotional wreck off stage. I, I relate to that personally, but I can't picture you. Like, I, I can't even imagine you having an emotion. <laughs> like, 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 so I you can't, just can't imagine me caring about anything you're saying. Right. In a human way. I care a lot like about I see, everything. I, I see you caring about like nutrition. I got to eat. I'm hungry. Like, I, See, I don't care about that. I mean, I do eat when I'm hungry, but not because I care no, about nutrition. I guess what I'm saying is you're basically like uh, lizard brain, like instinctual. I Who shit when I have to shit. I jerk off when I have to jerk off. I eat. You say this to me all the time. Really, I think it's not you're anti-Semitic. you. Your <laughs> thoughts. I think you hate me, maybe. No, I'm a big fan of you. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan? Yeah, yeah, I like, like you. Top, would you, you know say why I top like you? five fans? Uh, of yours? No, I'm not in your mm -hmm. top five fans. Damn. I've never commented on anything. Everything you post, you've got a few people who, I've seen your post, people comment and they like, really like you. I don't know who any of those people are. Yeah, but that's how, the only way anybody could be your biggest fan is if they've never met you. Sure, sure, I didn't mean like fanboy fan. No, I'm not a fanboy. Yeah, yeah. But what I like about you is that you're so fucking direct. I think... I don't know. I don't know what I think. But I yeah, don't, at, the, I don't, at, at the Ice House, when people think I don't like them, it's probably because I'm not super outgoing. No. But I'm not mean to anyone, I don't think. I'm not, I never say something mean to someone I don't, especially if I don't know them. Right. Like I would say something mean to you, but I would never sure. say something mean to someone I barely talk to. I, I dare just, you to say something nice about me. Oh, would you hear that breath? I like that uh, Shut plain up. green no, sweater. No. No, you don't. I do. Yeah, I'd is wear it... that. I'd wear that sweater. <laughs> that That's not me. I didn't design this sweater. Yeah, but you chose it. I did choose it, but that's... Yeah, good taste. <laughs> so you like you think I have good taste. You see, you got... Mm, I'm trying to teach... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't describe, oh, Brian has good taste, but good taste in that sweater. No, we're going to work on you. I know this is a therapy podcast. <laughs> I want you to give me a human compliment. So you want about your personality or what do you mean by that? Because I thought, okay, I, let's I think saying I like your sweater and the sweater you chose is a compliment. Well, it's a very shallow con is con uh, compliment. It says nothing about my character. But we get, let's remove me from the situation. Who's somebody in common that we know? Abby Roberge. Yeah. Say something, say something nice about him. Really nice. Like, like about him as a Hard person. worker. That's good. Do you hear a buzz when I talk? You hear that? No. Okay. Sorry. Abby's a hard worker. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's always trying to better himself in some facet, whether that be his career mm -hmm. or his image mm -hmm. or his contacts or his financial thing. He's always trying to improve himself in some way. Every time I talk to him, oh, I'm on a diet. Oh, I stopped. I'm quitting cigarettes. Oh, I'm getting a new apartment. I'm saving for this. I'm writing today. You know, it's always mm -hmm. something to improve himself. He's never just like, ah, I'm just chilling. <laughs> right, right. Whereas me, like, someone's like, what are you up to? I'm like, ah, just loitering around my house. Do you feel like you don't work hard enough? I work harder than most, and I let that be enough. You know what I mean? But I don't think I'm working to my potential. But because, but then I'll, like, you know, I'll be like, oh, well, at least I'm doing more than Boki. Yeah. So I could chill. Or, oh, at least right. I'm doing more than that guy. You know, so. There's always all these people come through this studio. You own the studio, and then everybody's seen this backdrop on a lot of podcasts. Yeah, it's starting to be too. It's starting to the point where I'm like, I need to build this, another studio for me. 
because mm-hmm. of how generic it feels. Not generic, but uh, people recognize it. So I'll get comments like, "Oh, right. that's the, the studio from Call Her Daddy," or "That's Tim Dillon's been using that studio." Or you Harry Jowsey, whatever. Harry Jowsey, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll get comments, and it doesn't feel like it used to feel like mine. Right, right, right. And now right. it doesn't feel like mine. It feels like I'm using someone else's. And that's yeah. You've had your home stolen from you by your own successful business venture. <laughs> I mean, a lot. So I get that comment a lot too. Like, "Oh, wow, your your business is a success." I stuttered with that word. It was, it is a success in that we're no longer have any debt from it and it's making some money, but I'm not making, I'm not making a living from it. Right. So it's not like a success. Right. It's just, you've also been trained be probably by your mentor, Theo Vaughn, to until the day you have a billion dollars, you'll pretend to be poor. Uh, no. Have you ever I, seen that guy answer money, question, oh, money yeah. questions? I mean, I don't even want to spill someone else's business, but, but yeah, he, you know, there's people I know in my life that don't want to appear as though they have money. I would say I would say the same thing about my parents. Your parents don't want to appear as though they he, have money? They're starting to get better about it, but most of my life, they've, all my life, they've had some sort of money. Uh-huh. I, you know, it's grown. They're probably richer now than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they do not want, my dad does not want to be flashy to a degree. I mean, he has a Porsche. But it's not his main car. It's like his fun car. His main car is a 2000 Suburban. Really? And if you and his shirts all have holes in them. Mm-hmm. And he could easily... And he even had... Not only could he buy new shirts, he has new shirts. But he likes wearing the ones with holes in them. He sounds depressed. Uh, he he's, an, he's on antidepressants. <laughs> okay, so, well, there's your answer. But no, it's. I don't think that's it. I think it's that he doesn't want to walk down the street and someone to judge him. For that was a money. Conan O'Brien bit forever. Like he uh. he drove the same green Toyota for the first like ten years of that show. Yeah, yeah. And so Bobby Lee has an old shitty Prius with stickers all over it. Uh, Zach Galifianakis, I heard, drives an old Subaru, or at least did for a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of people. I, and I think, and I'd consider myself kind of like that. But I'm being dead honest when I say I am not making a living from the studio. Maybe it depends on the month. This month we didn't pay ourselves anything. Right. Last month we paid, Abby and I each paid ourselves $2,000. We make less than Sebastian. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I I mean, he worked way harder than us or more hours in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I've produced a lot of podcasts in this space and the reason why I started talking about this was because we were talking about uh, like working hard and stuff and I think there's some kind of psychosis where people sit down at this table and they have to start talking about hustling, grinding, money, power of now, <laughs> manifesting. Because there's so many like influencers <laughs> yeah, there's and that's so many, what they talk about. It's just all they talk, it's just guys with six packs with perfect jaw lines talking about how they don't like negative energy and they manifest and they don't understand that they're hot guys. I think it's harder for hot guys and hot girls to be self-aware because girl, I think a hot girl gets exploited at a young age and is in danger of an uncle and all that kind of shit. <laughs> So I think that they have an uncle. (laughs) Yeah. So they like. Why are so many like you always hear or it feels like every time you hear about someone getting molested or something, it's by an uncle or a relative or a cousin or something like that. But because that's who has the most access. Right. Oh, and trust. So you're like, oh, she she's safe with him. That's her uncle. It's just like how Dane Cook's brother stole all of his money. Right, because they they put their guard down. Yeah, they're in that circle of trust. Uh, I never thought about that till right now. Yeah, Yeah. that's the thing. Like when we being true trusting. When I that's why my guitar got stolen. It's for for sure from someone I know. You haven't found that. Hey guys, 
It's me, Ari. I'm in bed at my parents' house in San Diego. Came down to get my van. It's almost done. It's about 9 a.m. right now. And I'm still in bed because it makes me happy. Something you guys can do to get happy is use Talkspace. Things are changing in the world. People are working part-time. They have more free time. Kids are going back to school. It's a weird world. Maybe you're getting in a fight with a relationship. Friends. Family. A partner. You need to talk to somebody. Talk to a professional. Talk to a licensed therapist. Because they can help you a lot. That's their job. It's not embarrassing. It's not weird. A lot of people are doing it. A lot of people I know are doing it. A lot of people, you know who they are. And I can't say because it's not my business to say. But the point is, Talkspace is the number one online platform for therapy. There are thousands of licensed therapists available to you. You can match with dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. They work around your schedule at your convenience with live video sessions and unlimited messaging with your dedicated therapist. You can set goals, techniques to cope with difficult times. It's worth a shot. I use it. You guys should use it. If you need a little support to help you through the end of the year or want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. Match with the licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with a promo code ARI, A-R-I. That's $100 off when you use code ARI, A-R-I, at Talkspace.com. No, how would I have found it? I thought it was a prank. No, what a weird prank. Well, because Haha, I stole it as a joke. Well, why would you do that? I'll tell you why I would yeah. do that. Because I've seen you walk around here. As soon, as soon as you come in here, you vacuum, you take the trash out, you you reorganize things. I can tell how particular you are. Yeah. So I would think that a perfect prank for you would be to remove something from your house. I'll tell you it what. Would drive you, is it driving you crazy? The guitar thing? Yeah. Uh, I've let it go, but... Yeah, it's upsetting. I think would up, but I think that would upset anyone to know that someone came in their apartment and stole their guitar. And even if someone returned it to me right now, I would not find it funny any anyway. <laughs> even down the road, like uh, there was a party, and I think I don't think this was even a prank to to me. I'm not even gonna say his name, but there's a guy who I invited over to mm-hmm. my party at my apartment, mm-hmm. and I think it was like an in the moment joke, but he took my pan. A $15 pan from Marshall's, not a nice pan, regular pan. And he hit it like behind a, like in the back of a cabinet. So it wasn't in where I keep my pan sure, normally. Sure, sure, sure. And the next day or maybe a few days later, I noticed my pan's gone. And I was like, well, I had to have been at that party. That mm-hmm. was when people are here. And I'm texting around, hey, do you know what happened to my pan? You just texted everybody who was at the party? Pretty much. Yeah, it wasn't... When I say party, it was like 20 people or Mm -hmm. something. Kickback, whatever you want to call it. And finally, I got to the bottom. He's like, oh, dude, yeah, I I moved the pan there. It was like a bit in the moment. I forgot or something like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I will never invite that person over again. That person will (laughs) never be at my house again. Like, who does that? It's just rude. You don't go to someone's house and move their shit. This reaction is why it's a perfect prank. But a prank is something that... When it's over with, the person you pranked could also typically in my perfect world, like if I was pranking someone on the street, it would either go over there. It would two ways it would be funny to me. 
if they laughed at the end too, like, ah, you got me. Or if it went completely over their head. This didn't go over my head. I get the the prank of of I'm particular and taking my shit, but it's like, you it's didn't not, it's not like, funny enough. You didn't like Bam Margera? Because I doubt his father, I think, I don't think it went over his head, nor was he happy but about But it was anything. funnier than like his dad going, hey, where's my shirt? And Bam's like, <laughs> I took your shirt, and he's like, "Why'd you take my shirt? That's right, not right. that funny." He he would like, you know, pour shit on them and fuck with them, right? More. But you just find like it's like whatever's particular to somebody, like yeah, like you're OCD, so I would do something where I would mess with the order. Do you think of I am OCD? Yeah, a little or yeah. a little or a lot. Well, it's it's hard to tell because you're. I spend most of my time in LA with comics, and most mm-hmm. comics are slobs. Yeah, and so I'm not I, a slob. Yeah, maybe you're just clean, but because I'm around so many slobs, I'm like, oh, this guy has OCD. You're like Seinfeld. Maybe clean. I have minor OCD. I don't think I'm that. I'm definitely not that clean. Uh, like if you go into my apartment, you would definitely not say it's dirty, but you, I don't think anyone would be like, oh my God, it's so immaculate and everything's so organized. Yeah, I've been They'd there. Be, no, I don't. I don't yeah, it's, that, yeah, it's not OCD clean. It's just. Yeah, I I keep things where I know where they are. Um, for example, uh, yesterday I needed my passport for something. Mm-hmm. I would assume it's travel. Uh, no, <laughs> you'd assume it correctly. Actually, it was my driver's license expired. Uh-huh. Oh, you needed two forms of ID. Okay, I needed to apply for a real ID yeah. to renew it, and I keep my passport in my safe that's nailed into my that's screwed into my wall. Mm-hmm. So, which most people don't even have a safe. No. Is but it behind have, a painting? I have a safe. It's it's hidden, not behind a painting, but it's like in the only walk-in closet in my apartment. And it's like in the corner to where you really wouldn't see it unless you were looking for it. Right. It's That's not like hidden, hidden, but it's hidden yeah. decently. I didn't ask you for the exact location yeah. of the safe. Well, I think that might have been a mistake. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I always keep it in that safe. Went to it. It's not there. So I obviously think that I misplaced it. I don't think anyone broke into my safe and just took my passport. I don't know, man. But it's unlike me to do that. Are you a that. sleepwalker? No. Because a guitar, just breaking into an apartment and just taking a guitar, breaking into a safe and just taking a passport. Weird so, things. Sounds like somebody's fucking with you. I think I misplaced the passport. The guitar, I've to this day, when I think about it, it gives me like anxiety. <laughs> Because it's very bizarre that someone would come in my it's apartment violating. and just take a guitar, a $400 guitar. It's like not nice enough to where I feel like if they were robbing me for money, they would have taken more than just that. Of course. You've, so, got, a, you've got computer shit that's worth more than that guitar. Yeah, I have cameras. I have, uh, it, to okay, this day, I'm like. <laughs> let's list everything. We've already said where the safe <laughs> is. So let's list I mean, listen, all the valuable items there's in the better, apartment. If you're going to rob someone, you wouldn't get that. If you, you run into pawned off everything in my apartment, you might get a few thousand bucks, but it, you wouldn't get rich. If you had a free like shop, supermarket shopping spree type thing where they let you into somebody's house, a house, uh-huh. uh, and you had to run, you only get to rob one room, which room do you go in? In mine? No, no, no. Just like it's just, it's just a two-story suburban house, and they're like, you, get to, uh, you, you have to go to one room, commit to that room, and you have to rob that room. I guess the master bedroom. That's where you would go? Where would you go? Living room? I think I would go office because I would imagine if there's an office in there, I imagine mm. that's where the safe is. I would imagine there's computer shit in Interesting. there. Probably a gun. I think that's a safe bet. I would have chose bedroom for women's jewelry. Mm, that's smart. Go basement, take the water heater. You can scrap that for metal. How much? Is that? Are you, a water heater new is 600 bucks, right? 
I don't know. Have you ever watched like dudes, thousand maybe, like meth heads, like break down like a water heater or refrigerator for all the metal? They like do it like yeah, like they're like um, NASCAR guys. I had David Lucas in here. You know him, <laughs> and he at one point in his life, it's interesting because he comes from, uh, you know, well, I don't know if they were wealthy, but like not a poor family, not mm-hmm. a typical family that you would look at someone and judge them for. Yeah, so he comes from money or whatever, a privileged youth. He was mm-hmm. there. I think he went to a private school at one point. He at one point was scrapping houses for metal. And he really? Said, but he said it was, you know, you put an hour of work scrapping the metal real quick and you get a few hundred bucks. Which is pretty good, especially when you're a young kid. Yeah, yeah no, that's when good he was work. doing it. I used to watch it. Yeah, I, um, I would go through. There was a bunch, series of fires in West Oakland. Which, no offense, they used to call Jewish lightning. You ever heard that term? They called West Oakland Jewish lightning? No, no, the fires. So when, when people do oh. purpose ar- purposeful arson to collect on the insurance, that used they to be They called it Jewish Jewish lightning. lightning. What, and what about the light? The light. So the Jewishness is for the money. I get that. And the lightning What's is the, the fire. Lightning? Okay. So you like, somebody would go set their shit car on fire and collect the insurance. That was called uh-huh. Jewish lightning. Interesting. So, I, no, I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, wow. maybe that might be a little East Coast, but- uh, Recently, I heard uh, from a friend, money N-word for a Jewish person. That sounds like just that guy made that up. Yeah, he did. It, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that doesn't even have a ring to it. It doesn't. No. Does It doesn't? Historical money rivals. N-word? Black people and Jewish people are rivals? In New York, yeah. The Crown, really? the Crown Heights riots. Yeah, they, I always thought they were like historical allies. For example, when like Martin Luther King marched, where didn't a bunch of Jews march with the black people? Jews did march with yes, with the civil rights, but like they were it, both slaves. Obviously, one way more recent than the other, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, to me, I and like the so a lot of Jews, not me, but a lot of Jews I know are obsessed with black culture and black people. Of course, like ba- Jews love basketball. Jews love yeah the Jordan's, Beastie Boy, Michael Rappaport rap music. type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, I never thought. I've never heard that before. First that of all, Jews and blacks are rivals. Almost every rapper from the '90s has been in trouble on Twitter for posting anti-Semitic imagery. A few of them have. Uh, I wouldn't say it's almost a common every. Thing. Louis Farrakhan, that that brand of like nation Islam, there was, um, very anti-Semitic. Was it Nick Cannon? Nick Cannon, Ice Cube. Um, and I didn't know about Ice Cube. Louis Farrakhan posted. I don't the, even know who Louis he Farrakhan said, is. He's the head of Nation of Islam. Okay. Called Jews cockroaches. So he's anti-Jewish because he's Muslim. Nation of Islam, That's though, it's not di- like it's attached to Israel. It's American Muslim. It started in right, Georgia. But Muslim and Jews have a rivalry. That's right, but, different than blacks and Jews. But but the Crown Heights riots in New York in the early 1900s were a riot uh, between Hasidic Jews and, Hasidic Jews and, and the black people oh, in Crown Heights. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, the, yeah. the Orthodox ones. Yeah, yeah, the Orthodox. Man, I don't like Orthodox Jews. I don't. I feel like nobody does. Yeah, maybe not. I feel like because if a you, lot of anti-Semitism might stem from them. No, I think it's. Just I go through in general, rabbit but. holes of YouTubes of people who left the Mormon Church or who left the Orthodox stuff, and like people. There's who a left, lot of YouTube people of uh, leaving Orthodox. I guess it's probably growing, especially. I saw that Netflix documentary on it. That one I, guy. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't seen that. It's, but, it follows around this one guy who basically left the Orthodox, and he walks. Yes, yeah, so I've watched the YouTube it, version, and of it that. shows like someone going like, who he doesn't even know, just another Orthodox Jew, like. What are you doing? 
why why are you doing that? And he's like, I don't really like it anymore. And they just look at him like he's a crazy person. Completely shunned, ostracized, yeah. family doesn't talk to him anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how it all is. The Mormon church sometimes any, gets like that. Any super religious person is, is like that. Or I imagine if you were a religious Catholic and you were like, I don't believe in God, they'd be like, you're not my son anymore. My whole family quit the church at the same time. That, I've seen that happen Fifth grade. a few times. We just yeah. left the Catholic church. So cool. It was so sick. I mean, my dad quit before was all this. Was it like, oh, I was going to say, well, did a one person do it? And then you were like, my yeah, dad, I've been thinking that the whole time. I was still in it because you were in it. I think they were like, let's give the kids an opportunity to figure out this is bullshit. And then once they figure that out, we'll quit. I never, I, I've met some people uh, who are Jews who want to, who don't believe in God, but want to raise their kids Jewish to like give them that or something. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I cannot wrap my head around that. I'm like, so you know it's bullshit, but you want your kids to believe in bullshit? Like, why would you want, to me, when I meet someone who's really religious and this is going to get me hate, I view them as kind of stupid. Could be brainwashed, but similar similar. If someone gets brainwashed easily, I view them as kind of stupid. And I know that's me being judgmental. But I can't help but feel that a little bit. But there's equal amount of evidence for either point. What? Like that there is a God or isn't a God. They're like, it's the same argument. It's just a faith. Either you have No, faith. no, no. Not someone who believes in God. I don't view them oh, as somebody who like someone, adheres someone to like religious. the rules of a religion. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I've met some pretty fucking smart Christians out there. Oh, totally. And Only look at Christians. Like ben Shapiro, who you listen to his podcast, whether you like him or dislike him, I think most people probably dislike him. He's clearly very intelligent. In I my would, opinion. I would call him more verbose than intelligent. What's verbose? I mean, good vocabulary? Yeah. I think he's you can get a, you can But get, he's also like a master debater, makes great points. Uh, I don't know. To me, I was going to call him stupid, and then he said master debater, and I giggled. So master, I was like, you know what? Let me ease off maybe I'm Ben wrong. Shapiro. When I listen to Ben Shapiro, and I'm not saying I agree with everything he says or that I like him necessarily, but to me, he's undeniably very smart. Same thing with uh, Jordan Peterson. You don't agree. You don't think these guys are smart. These are you. I just, I hate that our modern intellectuals are YouTubers. It's like, get off of YouTube and look. Well, these are just the people I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've seen your algorithm. If you know smarter, (laughs) that's not my algorithm. I barely use that computer. Um, If someone who you think is smarter, why don't, and they want to be known as an intellectual. And they are. An author or whatever. Why don't they get get with the program? If you were smart, I feel like. If you were, there's a difference between smartness and grifting. What is, what do you mean? Like like just because if you wanted to be an intellectual, you could stay within the framework of academia. If you want to be a fucking grifter, yeah. But if but don't most intellectuals, I imagine, if you were like, if you thought of yourself, do you think first off, do you think if someone's someone who you would view as one of the smartest people, do you think they want to be viewed as one of the smartest people, or do you think they don't care about that? Uh, well, okay. Uh, like, as far as like intellectual, who's someone you view as, as that I don't know about? That who you're, you're like, I can't believe we talk about these YouTubers. Who's so? Who do you think is the smartest? Okay, an obvious answer people. that I think the most people would have heard of would be uh-huh. Noam Chomsky. Okay, so he's Noam, written a million books. Noam Chomsky, not Noam Chomsky. I don't know who he is. Noam I've Chomsky. heard the name Noam Chomsky. You view him as one as someone who should be known as one of the smartest guys, more known. No, right? no, no, no. What I, I think he's known well enough. But what I was going to say is to prove your point, he does have some pretense and ego to him, where he does want that right. respect of and I think intelligence. Part of that is ego, but I think if 
it's kind of like an athlete. If you know you're the best NBA player, basketball player, you want to, you know, you probably at some point want recognition for that. Well, I, all the scientists, this is probably not going to go well with your, but all the scientists who came up with the vaccine. Want to probably be recognition name for that. One, none of us can name any of them. But I bet you they, I bet you they walk around in their snooty life and they're like, you know, that you, vaccine everyone takes. I help make it. Maybe they know? don't though. There's a lot of fucking, maybe. There's a lot of like mycologists. Like there's just intelligent people walking around the world who have no interest in being known. Of course, I, I of course there's a lot of anything for everything. There's some. There's six, seven billion people in the world. You could find examples of anything. But I'd say overall, if you are the top of your field, you probably the reason part of the reason for getting to the top of your field and being so passionate is you want recognition in that. And maybe part of that is just a little bit of narcissism. Maybe part of that is ego. Maybe part of that is getting women. The, who knows? Or getting sex. Who but knows? But then you get those people like, uh, do you watch boxing at all? Are you uh, a fan? I mean, I've been watching the YouTube boxing, <laughs> the the uh, Jake and Logan Paul fights. You've been watching Bryce Dallas fight? I watched- uh, Or what, Bryce Hall? One Hall, time I, uh, this is probably something I shouldn't reveal on a podcast, but I don't care. I'm gonna do it. Ooh. This is name dropping. Ooh. I'm gonna do it. I can't wait. Maybe to I'll get name. my ass kicked for it. That's I good could. Content. Maybe one day I'm gonna get punched in the face for this. Maybe one day I'll get murdered for it. Ooh. Earlier in the pandemic, mm-hmm. I matched with a professional. I won't say the name till the end if you want to hear it. I matched with a professional boxer sister on Tinder. Didn't know it when I matched. This was. This had nothing to do with why I went out with this girl. Matched with a cute girl on Tinder. It, can I Made guess the last name? Her. Sure. Figueroa. No. <sighs> Matched with a uh, cute girl on Tinder. Started talking. Found out she lived in my parents' neighborhood. This was when I was in San Diego staying with my parents. Is this boxer uh, known for YouTubing and vlogging? Yes. I yes. know who you're talking about. And match- went on a couple dates, made out. I kind of wasn't that in. Did you guys do some on. body shots? Does that mean sex? Her brother does the body shot challenge. Oh, I don't, I don't know that much about him. <laughs> okay. I've just heard of him and seen Well, I gave it away movie. to people who know. That just gave it away, what I just said. What's the initials? Uh, RG. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his sister <laughs> made out in in my two, dad's 2000 He will be suburban. in the studio soon, too. Is, will he really? Yeah, yeah. He's coming on out of pocket. Wow. Oh, I didn't know they were friends. They're friends. Yeah, yeah. I want to come there for that. Should I tell him or do you think he'd get pissed? It's hard to tell because he seems like a... I don't think he would be like want to fight some random dude. It wouldn't be worth it for him. Also, isn't there? I don't know if this is like a tro- tow truck driver fact, but isn't there something illegal about like licensed combat professional combat athletes? Like it's a di- it's like a different charge if they fight nah, somebody. I think that's, that's something like a Bruce Lee lie. said. Yeah, in yeah, a it's movie. like a Bruce Lee lie. Yeah, right? yeah, I don't think that's true. I think assault in any fashion is illegal. But they used but, to say this is assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a movie line. Yeah, in the, was the movie uh, something Hollywood, the one with Brad Pitt? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Um, yeah, they make fun of that. Like Bruce Lee says Oh, that, as he's taking off his coat he, when they're he about to fight? He says that quote, he goes, you know, I would get charged for murder because this is assault with deadly weapon. And Brad Pitt's like, yeah, murder is illegal for anyone. <laughs> like if you murdered someone, that's illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you would say or in that moment. And, he, <laughs> that, that and then they get in a fight and Brad Pitt like is kicking his, his ass, ass. Yeah, and yeah. then- yeah, I always thought that Bruce Lee, when I first saw that movie, I saw it like seven times. I love that movie. But I thought I was like, this Bruce Lee impression is fucking racist. And then I went back and watched Bruce Lee movies. And I was like, oh, it is dead. No, on. yeah, it was it's like so a dead. Perfect on. Bruce yeah, Lee yeah, yeah. impression. I mean, yeah, I watch. I mean, listen, anytime someone's super famous and dies, they get overhyped. 
So is yes. Bruce Lee super talented and awesome? Yes, but just like Nirvana, like anyone, they they get to this level. Mac Miller. Yeah, they get to this next level. Oh, vacuum that's good for a podcast. They get to this next level <laughs> that you know, I could probably get some flack for this what too. A, but it's like I'm not trying to diminish their talent. I'm just saying, if they were still alive, would they be at that level? Probably not. What if five minutes of this podcast is just you unhinged screaming at the maid or whatever that the, the person <laughs> cleaning the I just and you. being super racist because <laughs> we all know what race they are. Right, right, Irish, Irish. <laughs> You fucking potato bitch! <laughs> Turn off that fucking vacuum cleaner. Potato bitch is an old slur. Should we wait or power through it? I think vacuum? we power through it. Yeah, I mean, no one listens to the podcast anyway. Most I mean, some people do, but not and, a lot. And, and we love you. Yeah, I do. I I appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah, Bruce Lee's overhyped. Uh, I think he's overhyped. Yeah, he is the Kurt Cobain of kung fu. Yeah. Do a lot of people say Kurt Cobain's overhyped, or is that just a me thing? No, I don't. And I like Nirvana. I do. I genuinely like Nirvana, so I'm not hating. I just think people, they went down as like the greatest rock, one of the greatest rock bands of their era. He died at the right time. Because you look at the bands he was grouped in, they all suck ass now, like in retrospect. Like nobody talks about Nirvana the way they talk about Alice in Chains or Pearl Jam or, and I bet you like Pearl Jam, but. um, I do like Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah, you seem like that. Wouldn't, would, wouldn't you say, you say that no one talks about. Soundgarden. Wouldn't you say. Pearl, just to go back on your Pearl Jam thing, you're you're kind of ripping on Pearl Jam a little bit. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Wouldn't you say they're going to go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? 100. percent So you can't really knock on someone who's going to go in the Rock. You know and my roll theory about Pearl Jam is yes, you can. First of all, you gotta get out of this LA mentality that like accolades and awards mean anything in the real world. But they do to an extent. <laughs> like, what do you? Does it? If a movie wins an Oscar, does that matter to you at all? I think if a movie wins an Oscar, does that mean it always deserved the Oscar? No, but it it means that the movie wasn't a piece of garbage. I don't think that necessarily is what that means. I think it means that for whatever reason, it struck a nerve, whether it's like- Yeah, a, it struck a nerve with, with the people who watch a shitload of movies. Okay, so the Oscars were known for being, you know- pretty much just racist forever, right? Right, whatever, mm-hmm. just for easy conversation. It was like white, 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 white. And then a civil, but hold was, on, let okay. me just finish my okay, point. Okay. And then there was like a social civil rights movement kind of thing that happened recently. And all of a sudden now a ton of black people wearing Oscars. Right. So that to me, that means that the whole system is just, you know, motivated by peer pressure. Like, sure. And polit- there's uh, there, I think there's always been in these Hollywood awards, uh, politics, um, bias, it's not like black actors were bad then and good now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why the Oscars mean nothing to me. But I still don't think it's nothing. I still don't think they're going to choose, oh, we need to choose a, a black person, so let's choose a garbage black movie. It's still going to be a good movie. And I think more to the point of the racist Oscars, it wasn't, I mean, I'm sure there was racism and still is blah, 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 blah. But I think more to that point is most of movies were white and now there's a lot more diversity in movies in general. I agree with that. I just yeah. said racism to get through it, yeah, yeah. to get make that sentence as fast as possible. <laughs> That's the only reason why I use that word, because everybody knew what I meant. You don't like Pearl Jam Alive? No, I hate everything. Who else sounds like them? Every band that came after them. I will say that. they they. So they're influential. Yes, but you know who else is an original band that sucks dick? Corn. Corn. When Nobody sounded like Corn. Corn had to, I'll say this. Nobody sounded like them. I agree. And I'm not trying to sit here and say Corn deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, they will be, though. 
Interesting. But I will say a couple of Korn songs are very good. They I have did, a couple of hits that are like, come on, that's a great song. Sometimes people get together and they create a sound that's never happened before because it shouldn't have happened. And I think Korn is so one of those. What's Korn's most famous song? Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a, trying to. I'm not a big Korn fan, but their hit. What was their their big hit? For me to lay. That was boom. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that, that was a good song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody thought to do Adam Sandler in the middle of a breakdown. You're <laughs> <laughs> just doing Billy Madison in the middle of a song. But catchy Billy Madison. Nobody had thought to do that. You know, Primus, another very original sounding band that. We didn't need it. It doesn't. You didn't need to create that sound. I don't know Primus. Yeah, they're a little. I mean, I've heard of it, but yeah, I don't know yeah. it. Never got into it. Corn was on MTV all the time. Originality so always isn't. Sometimes things are original because nobody should be doing it. That's what I think. I, not everything that's original goes mainstream. Most things that are original don't go mainstream. Mostly, it's the ripoff of the of the thing that gets right. So corn went mainstream. Yeah, there's a very they bad a time in the hits. culture. It a few. Catchy songs that that were enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. You weren't in, you didn't enjoy any Pearl Jam song or any Corn song. You can't oh, just admit kid, when if I was you in, close your eyes and listen to it, you go, "This is catchy. This is good." No, no, no. I I was in line to buy a Corn album when I was a kid. Like yeah. I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah, the one with the teddy bear on it with buttons for eyes. I was mm -hmm. in line to buy that as a kid. And I, I liked it. But as I aged as an adult, I was like, this is the worst shit I've ever heard. I mean, I also liked like my fucking teddy bear blanket at the same time. But it's not like I carry that with me everywhere I go. I outgrew it. In uh, Pearl Jam, I, I just don't like. But uh, to their credit, I will say this. They have had a Grateful Dead What's arc. What's the singer's name? Eddie? Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Yeah, he's a legend. He, to their credit, they are the modern Grateful Dead. And I'll tell you why. Because the I've never heard that before. Is that a, have you, are you the first person to say Yeah, this? this is my theory. Okay. The Grateful Dead had, like, not very many radio hits. Uh, they're mostly – they were an arena-sized band that, that was, was based around their touring act. Pearl right. Jam has not had a hit. Word of mouth. Grateful Dead was like a cult – a giant cult following. There are so many bands in – Pearl Jam has hits? No, wait. Let me finish. Okay. There are so many bands that between 1992 and 1994 that had hits <laughs> that will not sell out two nights in every town at a basketball arena. Pearl Jam has continued to even grow their fan base while putting out albums that their fans like. And they've just become a massive underground band like Fish or The Grateful Dead, where like their arena level two nights, like look at any other, you could look at the charts from 1992, 1994, and look at the alternative rock bands and see if any of those motherfuckers could sell out the United Center two I nights in a row. I don't know if I agree with this theory. I think that Pearl Jam had way more massive commercial success and hits than Fish and Grateful Dead. Uh, well, not the Grateful Dead. American Beauty was a huge album. American Beauty for Grateful Dead, 1974. They had one huge album. Right. That, and Pearl Jam okay. never got better than 10. That album was the only, like, number one smash hit massive album. And then, But at, it was, like, the height of rock and roll. But they never, they never lost their draw. Ever. Because they kept making decent... Stuff that was successful. That, that was maybe not it wasn't on the, the radio. Top, maybe it wasn't the top of the radio, but it was still on the radio. Isn't there Pearl? Isn't doesn't Pearl Jam have their own Sirius XM station? Yeah, but it's mostly live shows, which is exactly what the Grateful Dead has. Does, does Grateful Dead have their own Sirius? Yeah, they have a live show. Yeah, yeah. That says something. I guess they are a commercial success. Both. Yeah, they both would sell out football stadiums and shit without having a radio hit. Like name a Pearl Jam song that came out in the two thousands. I can't. I'm not a big enough fan. That's 21 I'm years. I'm not the person to ask, but someone could. To go 21 years as a generous estimate, a conservative estimate, rather, 
to not have a hit and still sell out a fucking football stadium? Rolling Stones. They had like 30 years of number one hits. I mean, they like, the, the Pearl Jam did not have the commercial success that the Stones had. Paul McCartney. The Beatles, dummy. <laughs> what are you talking but, about? Uh, you just said name a band that hasn't had a hit in 20 years or something. Neither of those people have. Okay. Rolling Stones or Paul McCartney. Okay. Let, Bob let, Dylan. Okay, let me put it this way. Let's have a band. Name a Bob band. Bob Dylan doesn't even have a good voice. Now it's he sounds like a ghoul. Have you heard his music now? <laughs> sounds like he smoked cigarettes for thirty years. It's scary. Like my, I'd still pay to go see him though. My sister put on his Christmas album, and he it, put it from when I didn't know he did a Christmas like album. Like five years ago, and oh, it wow. hurt, made her daughter cry. Like she was scared. <laughs> like it was Halloween music. Like he doesn't add post processing to make his voice sound better than it is. No, he's just like. Wee, wee. Merry Christmas. Not, it just sounds like he's, it sounds like a death rattle. Have you ever heard of death him. rattle? He really loves music then. Because <laughs> he has enough money to just hang up the mic. You know, like, I'd say about 10 years ago, so he was probably, what, 90 at that point? Mm, kind of like Cosby. Say what you want about him, but he loves stand-up. Yeah, I mean, if listen, <laughs> if people said half the shit about me that they say about him, you would never see me in public again. You know, say I only had 30 accusations. How many does he have? Like 60, right? Really? Oh, I thought it was like 30. 60 is a lot. Whatever. I okay. mean, 30 is a lot. Let's say yeah. he had 30. If I yeah. had 15, I'm not sending my avails in anywhere. Nobody, you would never hear from me. I'd get a nose job. I'd I mean, look like Michael Jackson. What's the point of sending in avails after, you know, no one's going to, who knows. Would you open for Cosby? Would I open for Cosby? Right now? No. No? No. Wouldn't be worth it for you? Wouldn't be worth it. First of all, the people who come to that are not going to want to see what I'm talking about. Oh, I, that's where I disagree. I think that would be the best crowd ever. No, it's going to be an older conservative black crowd. I think he appealed to all races. He did, but I'm saying who's going to come now? You think the only people coming now are conservative black people? You don't think conservative white people would go see Cosby? Uh, that's a good question, but in my mind, it's like, because the only show he's done since, since then was that jazz club. He's done a show? He did one show. Recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a show. I didn't hear about this. I think it was when he just got out. I think he dropped in at a jazz club in Philly or something. And they put him up? I mean, it's not even, it wasn't, it was like a place where he knew he was, go, like it was like an inside job. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I think I figured out how to open for Cosby. You donate all the money that he pays you to like an anti-rape thing or like women's thing. Mm, interesting. Did you see his Instagram account? When he was in prison? He, it was an actual Cosby. I didn't know this <laughs> yeah, exists either. Yeah, you know a lot about Cosby. He had an Instagram account. How did he do it from prison? What are like, you talking about? They have the day room. They have like the rec room where there's computers and shit. They do? Sometimes they have phones in there. Depends on what level of security you're dealing with. So if with. you're in a uh, low security prison, they'll give you a cell phone with internet? Dude, Bernie Madoff was playing tennis like in his prison. Tennis is recreation. You could say, oh, that's sport. Uh, it's a very leisurely sport. Yeah, but I could see the I could see the argument like why oh you gotta let them exercise and tennis I could see the I could I you're right but I, you don't have to give them tennis you could give them <laughs> just a track and weights or something but I could see the argument for sport right I, mean, I don't see the argument for they need a phone and internet yeah yeah no no prisoners are on the internet for sure they're on the internet you've no I'm surprised you don't have listeners who I'm surprised then there's not more. Influ like prisoner influencers. You know, like well, someone in the prison yard who has 10 million followers. A lot of people come out of prison 
you'd think they'd give them while they're in prison because that's, in, you know, there's all these prison TV shows that are popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd think, hey, what's up today? I'm at the yard. Like, that would kill it, I feel like. I don't know if you get a camera. I guess if you had a phone, you would get I, – I, yeah. but I feel like you're getting a brick phone. That's what I feel like you're getting. I feel like they probably have restrictions on your phone because they probably don't want you to have data in your in your thing. Yeah, that's the other thing. Then you could be running illegal operations if you have the internet. Well, they can they can see everything. It's like a shared network. But I now imagine. you have to pay someone to monitor the prisoner's activities. Not so not it's only stimulating are you giving the economy? Them an unnecessary thing, and now you have to hire someone's whole job is to make sure they're not doing illegal things on it. Right. Well, they Something's say like, don't they say that. like like a. Uh, it's like a hundred and something thousand dollars a year per prisoner to house them. Yeah, Some I crazy think on average. Thing. You know how if you're a drug addict but you're rich, you could go to like a really luxurious, amazing rehab. Mm -hmm. If you're getting arrested and you're rich, mm -hmm. I know that there was the uh, who was the guy who owned the island, Epstein. I know Epstein paid to have more luxurious prison stuff, but can the average person, like if I was going to jail right now? And I had ten million dollars. Could I get sent with that ten million? And use it to get sent to a better prison. Uh, it depends on like what you were charged with. If it's a violent crime, you're not going to have a good chance doing that. Although the mafia boss, the head of was it the Colombo family, what a Bernie Madoff's like best friend in his prison was a mafia boss. I forget who it was, but he got in a white collar prison. I don't know how he pulled that Maybe off. Maybe he did a deal where if he rat, he ratted on people or something. Yeah, yeah, it was probably that. So if you had something you could snitch on, but I think a violent crime most more often than not, you're not going to get to no matter how much money you have. Now, a federal white collar crime. Do they all are they all fairly decent prisons or mm -hmm. can there can you pay something to go to a nicer of the federal I think prisons? Generally, just the way the system works from what I've read about like white collar, the very few white collar criminals I've read into, I think they generally go to nicer minimum security prisons. And do you think that's reasonable or do you think they should go to bad prisons too? I, I mean, a white collar criminal is not like, I'm not worried about Bernie Madoff shiving me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I, you support? You think Bernie Madoff should be in nice? It's prison. not that I support it; it's that I he don't. He died, right? Yeah, he died. What cancer or suicide? Cancer. Cancer. Okay. Those are the only two options. <laughs> I knew it was. I just remembered it was one of those two. His what son committed suicide. Yeah, son committed suicide. Yeah, no, I, I know I'm, my stuff a little bit. I'm not supportive of Bernie Madoff going to a softer prison. What I'm saying is that that's not worth anybody's time fighting because. It's not like he's in the Mexican mafia. He's not, yeah. and still not. Even though he's in a nice prison, it's not nice. I, I mean, would put the mafioso. I don't support him being in there. Even though he, he ratted got, a bunch of people out and maybe saved lives in the process. Do you, well, it doesn't matter. His cost is net negative. Do you do you remember what happened to Whitey Bulger? He got. They, I don't know who Whitey Bulger. Is. Whitey Bulger is an Irish mobster who was on the run forever. They caught him when he was like eighty eight years old. They put him in prison. He's killed like three days later. They gouged out his eyes. Because sure. they put him in regular prison yeah. where they had people on the inside. Yeah, yeah, put him in regular prison. Got fucking yeah. killed. But here's my thing yeah. about Bill Cosby's Instagram account. Oh, yeah. What, what, so what it's kind of – So he had an Instagram – Did he run it or did someone else run it for it him? It seemed like he ran it, but maybe that's he didn't. Insane. Although he is uh, he is blind. I don't know if that's true. Like fully blind or kind of old person blind where they just – their vision has declined They said lot. he's legally blind, but he also like, you know, he pulled that old criminal trick where you look way more fuck, fucked up than you really are to for get the a case. To feel bad. And sympathy. then he gets out and he's like, hey, he, like, yeah, he was yeah. totally different when he got out of prison. Right. He's like doing the worm. Yeah, yeah. But like uh, his Instagram account would highlight like 
celebrities, like comedians and like like actors. Him and stuff. talking about them, yeah. yeah. So kind of like OJ, a lot like because OJ. OJ talks a lot of football on his Twitter, where he'll like comment on other athletes. Yeah, and I yeah. imagine if OJ is talking about you, most of them are probably like, "Please don't talk about me." That's what I'm imagining. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if Bill, you wake up and Bill Cosby is like, "This is Ari Manis. Is <laughs> yeah, his stand-up is great. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. He's a rising comedian. Uh, yeah. Keep your eye on him." You'd be like, "No thanks." Soon as I'm done serving this rape sentence, I'm gonna fucking pour all of my money into funding a special for Ari Manis. Would you let Bill Cosby fund you a special if it was public? Because I know you would if nobody knew. But if everybody does know... I, I'll tell you why I actually... It's not true, what you just said. I know you would if nobody knew. I don't... To be honest, if I had a special that I wanted to make, I could pay for it to do it myself. Very good for on a budget. So I don't need someone to fund me a special. Okay, he comes in, he says, here's what we're going to do. Uh-huh. We're going to give you a year's worth of headlining, real headlining quality fill out. We're going to fill out theaters. Like, like I'll promote it. Yeah, he'll yeah. promote it. And Bill, I would, Bill I would Cosby say yes. presents. And I would say, yeah, I would say yes, even though it's probably bad for uh-huh. my career, but I would also make a big public thing, all the money, all 100% of the money, not even like I'm going to pay for my living and uh-huh. give the rest. 100% of the money from the Bill Cosby Presents Ari Manis tour <laughs> is going towards rape victims. And do you think that that, what, what do you think the public's reception of that would be? Mixed. You think it would be mixed? I think it'd be mixed. I think a lot of people would be like, that's disgusting that you would let, that you would work with him at all. And there'd be the haters. And some people would be like, hey, he's not turning down this opportunity and he's putting the money towards a good it's cause. It's funny to use the terms yeah. of people who are against Bill Cosby as haters. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very. Not people who are against Bill Cosby, <laughs> people who are against Ari Manis. Going on the Bill Cosby Using Presents Bill Ari Manis <laughs> tour. Uh, yeah, the, you know all those haters. I think it would those be sixty I think, haters. I think the tour would still it'd still be me going up for fun crowds and doing fun shows, and the money and I would be using Bill Cosby's money towards a good cause. It'd be turning a negative into a positive. Okay, Bill Cosby says no, 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 no. You have to keep this money. <laughs> then I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay, because then I can't make you a can't defense recover for myself. From that. Yeah, yeah, unrecoverable, and I can't say a good defense. Then people are like, "Well, why are you doing it?" The only thing I could be like is, "Which me. of the, which of the really canceled comedians, like national scandal comedians, do you think has the best chance of making a full recovery? Like Netflix special back on TV? Maybe Louis. I was thinking Louis too because he's smarter than all the other ones." Well, here's because he's the only one who's made full blown movies and TV shows on his own dime. Yeah. So if he made something a, t- a TV show on his own dime, which I'm sure he'll do again, I would imagine at least. Yeah. And it was good enough, people would want it. But he might be at the point where he's like, "Fuck the world, I don't want that again." Because he also would make some money doing it on his own, people selling it. That he might, even if he got offered. A TV show on a network, he might say, I don't want to I don't do want that the headache. Here. Have you yeah. seen his set that he's touring with, the stage set? I bought tickets to see him in Long Beach. Where did you see it? Uh, I just saw a picture of it on Twitter. Oh, oh, there's a, like a set. Like, no, like I didn't even piece. know there was one. It's in light bulb font, like circle light bulbs. It says, sorry, <laughs> giant letters hilarious. on the back. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I bought tickets to see him in Long Beach, but now I'm going to be on the road, so I, had to, I sold them to someone else. I'm going to see him in uh, uh, Oxnard or Ventura. You got tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got That's two cool. tickets. How much were they? Me and my girlfriend. They were they were expensive. They were like my tickets were I think seventy. Yeah, like seventy five each. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I'm getting old, man. I'm buying like I, I bought tickets to see a fight, eighty dollar tickets. What fight? Terrence Crawford and uh, that a big one? Sean Porter. It's big Is that for boxing fans. or UFC. Boxing. I'm, I don't really like UFC. Really? Yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's not to me because boxing because it's not everything. It's not a mixed art. The the people who do it are, are the better, incredible at it. Right. And there's a little bit of too much improv in MMA. It just doesn't. Gotta it's a little be. sloppy for me. Yeah. I don't know. I just like I like the boxing feels more and like a sport. Do you watch the Logan and Jake Paul fights, or you don't subscribe to that? I watch them. I'm not above that shit. I mean, they always put good undercards. They like, or they like, yeah. like Jake Paul is pumping. Like he's Jake Paul is about to be the best thing that ever happened to women boxing. Women, boxing. Yeah, he's the, he, oh, because he sets up a good women's undercard. Well, he started uh, Most Valuable Promotions, a boxing promotion. And the only boxer he has signed to it right now is Amanda Sereno. It's only this woman. He's putting his empire behind this woman who's an incredible boxer. She's like an eight weight division champion, and that's the only boxer he signed. Wow. I think it's it's. The so man, he's, so he's, it, the man has figured out trolling on a zen so level. What you're saying is, even if you don't respect him as a boxer, he's go, he lo, he does love boxing and is starting a legitimate boxing yeah, company. And none of these other people have put on women like he is. You know what I mean? Like he, he like there's Katie Taylor, uh, Sinisa Estrada. There's a lot of great female boxers out there who just can't headline because nobody's put their fucking promotions behind it. Because mm-hmm. it's not like the WNBA. You, so you follow women's boxing? I just follow, I love boxing. I yeah. love it all. And do you box yourself? Just training. Not I've never. You do. I don't. You, spar. you do boxing training? N- no, like pad work and stuff. Yeah. I don't. I don't get in a ring with anybody. How come? I'm old and I'm just like, yeah, but just light I, when I was a kid, spa, I did. light sparring with a helmet or whatever they're called. Uh, what do they call the boxing? Not helmets, headgear. Headgear. Yeah, yeah, boxing headgear. I think I would get mad. Also, I don't think there's any where I live. The gyms around me and where boxing gyms are in general. I don't think there's any such thing as light sparring. Really, the people. I, if you're in sparring, they're gonna go hard. Is yeah, what you're saying. Boxers tend to not know what light sparring is. Like with MMA, like I've talked to people about this. People who train MMA, they said that you can go light with MMA and people go light. But boxers, real, uh, they don't They don't understand, like it's lighter than a fight, but it's still like, I mean, you're still just getting fucking punched all over. I mean, I don't really have any need. What's the point of training? What's that going to do for me? Prepare you for the real world. I have not been in a fist fight That's why you're since weak. I was 20. That's why you're fucking weak. I've been in so many more fist fights than you. You don't know how Granted, many fist I, fights I've been I in? I guarantee you it's less than five. Let me count. It's around there. Yeah. <laughs> so what, four? I think four. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you count uh do you count like elementary school fights? No, because they can't do any damage. Got it. Soft so you're, hands. You're count you're talking like eighth grade and above. Yeah. Like a real scrap. Scrap. There's danger. Yeah, I'd say four. Yeah. Four or five. I was in the army. I was in a lot more than those. And I was a nerd in the army. I got bu- and I was You got bullied in the army? I got bullied very bad in the army. Really? Super bad. Yeah, because first of all, basic training was brutal for me because I, I was a nerd. I had Were a- you like Gomer Pyle? No, no, no. Athletically I could hang. I, I wasn't like like No, but were you bullied like he was? No, because he was bullied because he could he sucked at everything. I was just bullied. I, I could do I could shoot. I was good at shooting. I was good at running. I was good at all that shit. I got bullied just because I was I was not artillery. Like I went to. Wasn't an, he? He was good at shooting too, right? Well, he that shot, was the one he's thing. He's good at shooting himself. And others. He didn't miss that one. But didn't no? But wasn't that the one area? He was like, oh, we might make a soldier out of you. Yeah, yeah, That was like yeah, the yeah, one yeah. thing he was yeah, good yeah, at. Yeah, of course. The mass, I mean, he's the prototype for the mass shooter. Uh, he was ahead of his time. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. <laughs>
But yeah, no, in the military, I was a nerd and I went to Fort Sill. I was in an artillery. Everybody, every single person at my basic training was artillery. To those who don't know, Brian was in the army, army and then he was dishonorably discharged. Oh, I was honorable discharge. Honorable? Yes. Oh, I thought for some reason I thought you got kicked out. I was asked to leave early, but it was an honorable discharge. Tell us the story of being honorably discharged. Because you might have told me, but I can't remember it. Um, well, it's kind of a bummer of a story. So uh, let me. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, when I was in the army, uh, I went in 2003 when I was 17 years old and then, uh, you got your parents to sign it. Uh, -huh. I didn't leave. I, I signed up. I joined in March of 2003 and then I didn't leave until I was 18. Okay. Um, uh, so I left. But you still had to get your parents to sign it cause you, yeah, right? yeah. My dad yeah. went down there with me, signed me up, told me I would hate it. I did hate it. I come from a long family of bad soldiers. <laughs> I think I would hate it too, but I really wanted to join when I was 17. I didn't know what else to do. I sucked at school. I didn't have any, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just go where everybody who doesn't know what they want and to do. And there's something, you know, there's something attractive about it. There's GI Joes, there's movies, it's athletic, it's cool. It's, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a rock star aspect to being in the military. Yeah, I mean, in the South, you're you're treated like a god if you're a veteran. Yeah, you get women. Like, well, there's, there's, I always get on the planes. There's army whores. What are they called? What? Women who just fuck military guys? I don't know what There's no called. name for it? No, wait, there's we, no, like, chuckle fuckers for comedians? Well, the women who, the when the Air Force... It, so you gotta my, think of a name if there isn't. That's it, crazy that there's not a term for people, who, women who fuck military guys. There's got to be. I, maybe I don't know it. But the, like the Marines were fucking the Air Force girls. The Marine guys were fucking the Air Force girls on my base. And we called the Air Force women Marine mattresses. That's the, only th <laughs> that's the closest thing I got to that. Maybe. Okay, but I wonder what a civilian girl who fucks Marines is called. Uh, maybe it's also Marine mattress. Who knows? I don't know. But somebody's yeah, got That's got to be. We, if that's not a term, we got to think of one down what, the road. What are they called? Devil dogs? A, a devil whore? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what you would call Anytime them. Anytime you tell, explain to someone like a chuckle fucker, they laugh. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a funny one. A chuckle fucker is a perfect. I mean that. Yeah. I don't know. There, I don't know about the military, but I listen, I, I was trying to get kicked out because I was trying to get home to take care of a sick parent. And uh, there's a discharge. Tell that, us the real story. That's the real story. Come on. That's the real story. Prime. I was brainwashed for a minute. Come on, let I, it out. I dug the military for a minute. Mm -hmm. There's a video, there's a home video of I me. I think anyone who joins digs it for a minute. No one, I doubt, I would, imagine very few people who join the military are like, I'm joining, but fuck the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah everyone yeah. who joined has. But has, there's a difference between being like, oh, I'm going to get some college money, but I was like marching in place. Yeah, you're a patriot. Yeah, yeah, I was brainwashed. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to serve my country. There's, there was no patriots. I think that's most of the military. Most people who join the military feel that way. But I would imagine very few of them no. are like, I'm doing it for the free college, that's it. You're so wrong. Really? Most people? I would say 98% of the people I served with went into the military to better their financial situation. And That's part of it. But I think they're also somewhat patriotic. That happens later. That happens when- you, So you're saying the military brainwashes patriotism. Here's what happens. You join the military because you want to go to college. Back in the day, you got drafted and they sent you to Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And then you come home from Vietnam. The whole time, you didn't want to go. You got drafted. You served Yeah, that's different. When you're drafted, it's different. But, but the current military, when you join uh, with your own free will- People join for the bonuses. They join for the college. And then here's what happens. They come home and they get older and the world changes and they see Colin Kaepernick take a knee- and they've done nothing with their lives since they've been in the military. So the only thing that they can go up to somebody and say, you know, every like every veteran can go ahead and say, hey, I was in the military. And people go, oh, really? What branch? It's the only interesting thing a fucking veteran can say. 
So then they, I think it's interesting. It is interesting. And though. so then they become, even if they have more to their story, they become self-righteous. Even if they're a comedian, it. we're in a band. It's still interesting to say oh, I was in the army. Right. But that's the only thing a lot of these guys have to hold on to. So when they mm -hmm. see somebody disrespect the flag, they're like, oh, this is a good opportunity for me. This is my whole identity. This right. is all I've ever done in my life. So yeah. let me get fucking emotional about this. Uh -huh. I don't like the troops. OK, I was with the troops and I'm not a fan of them. Some of the worst people I met in my life were troops. Sure. Absolute monsters. But also good people. The time we got Osama bin Laden, not, not Osama bin Laden, Saddam Hussein. Mm -hmm. I'm older. I was in when we got Saddam, not Osama. They call us into formation. It was early in the morning. First of all, this is how- Are you older than the SEAL who got Osama? Or, uh, Rob O'Neill? Yeah, are you older than him? No, he's older than me. Okay. We're, we're the same age or something. But he's, I think he's older than me. Yeah. But uh, so- when we got Saddam, first of all, this is how cheesy the American military is. We're supposed to be liberating this country, right? We're supposed to be freeing Iraq from Saddam Hussein. Mm -hmm. Do you know who found Saddam Hussein? The Iraqis found Saddam Hussein. They pulled him out of that hole. The 4th mm -hmm. Infantry Division goes, no, 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 get back in that hole. They put him back in the hole. Then they so that they could get they credit refilm for it. it, them pulling him out. That makes sense. Of course it makes sense from yeah. a PR point of view. But if you were really trying to liberate a country. You would want their own people. You would want people. the own people to tear down their own despot. You know what I mean? At least that's what really happened. <laughs> Yeah. We know the truth. So we, Was that public information? I don't know. Like, how did you hear that? Because I didn't know that. I heard it from my friend Tom, who was in the 4th ID. Got it. At the time. Got it. Um, What's the 4th ID? 4th Infantry Division. Got it. They have, like, clovers on their back. Is that a special forces thing? It's no? just regular infantry. Got it. Grunts. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but That's crazy that regular infantry they would send in for the, to that hole. You'd think if they found Saddam Hussein hole. They'd be like Green Berets or Navy SEALs who get sent in. Right. Like, the, well, because I, I don't know. I don't know the story of how he got caught. And I'm sure it's out there. And I'm sure somebody's mm -hmm. screaming. At they the stumbled screen. across it. It wasn't like. A, I, I, I yeah. don't know. But the, for some reason, they were there. No, the uh -huh. SEALs definitely took out Osama, though. Yeah, yeah. But um, funny story about that guy. That's on video, him. isn't it? Uh, it was, I think the military has it on video. Oh, it's not uh, posted. That on video hasn't been leaked? No, I don't think oh, it's been leaked. I, for some reason, I thought it was. Uh, for some reason, I thought. So now we're saying hanging was leaked. Yes. Yeah, yeah, on a shitty old cell phone. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? I'm going to abandon that Saddam Hussein story because I have a funnier story about Rob O'Neill. Um, my friend is- I still want to get back to you honorably discharged. Okay, sure. But my friend, yeah. my friend, his cousin is Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. In oh, Vermont. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So because of him, I'm in a green room with the Foo Fighters just because I know the, his cousin. You're in a room with Dave Grohl. Yeah, we're at Fenway Park. Pretty awesome. They're playing Fenway Park, and wow. which is Mecca for me. Red Sox just won the – it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. But Yeah. And you're in with a rock and roll legend. Yes. Talented guy who you're a giant fan of. You love the Foo Fighters. I don't hate the Foo Fighters as much as I hate Pearl Jam. Okay, good. Um, but I – so <laughs> – I like the Foo Fighters a lot. He's telling a story yeah. to us. And you know how you're like, God, my stories stink. Like when you're hanging out with somebody like that guy, like yeah. Dave Roll. Or even if it's a good story – you like don't want to say it because you think they don't want to hear you talk. Right. Or well, at least I have that fear. When I'm I, around someone who's like super successful, I'm like, they don't want to hear my stories. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. And that's the point of this story yeah. is I don't, I don't tell any stories around him either. And he's also so big that it's impossible for him to name drop. Him talking about these giant names is just who he's around. It's, right. There's nothing special. Of course, yeah. So he's telling a story about Rob mm -hmm. O'Neill came to Madison Square Garden to see the Foo Fighters. And apparently he uses this Osama thing as like a backstage pass to everything. He just walks around and like, I'm the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. He gets wherever he wants, which is exactly Hilarious. what I would do. You would? A hundred percent. You should see how many military discounts I get every week. 
Um, just with, like where? Home Depot, Denny's. Home Depot gives military discounts. Yeah, dude. How much? Ten percent. Ten percent on every Home Depot purchase. Your whole you purchase. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Man, I should have joined. <laughs> so he's so he goes. He's at Madison Square Garden. It's Rob O'Neill, the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. Paul McCartney, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin, the bass player, and some other guy. I forget who. Possibly our friend. Um, and Rob O'Neill's telling everybody who he is. And Paul McC- and uh, Dave Grohl goes to Paul McCartney. He goes, hey, this is Rob, who, uh, you know, Osama bin Laden guy. Paul McCartney's deaf. He can't, like, hear anything. He's been playing music forever. So he goes, hey, Paul, this is Rob. He's uh, He was a Navy SEAL who shot Osama bin Laden. And Paul McCartney goes, cool, <laughs> and then walks away because <laughs> he didn't hear what he said at all. So, that, so that's the story that he had just told us. Yeah. We walk away and there's another guy in the green room who's like, I, he's, he corners me. He's like, I got to talk to Dave. I got to tell him the coolest story. And I'm, I just heard that throwaway story yeah. of his. And you're like, you don't have the coolest story. <laughs> no, you don't I'm... have the coolest story. I felt bad for him. And he was like, I'm going to tell you. Uh, he goes, dude, my first kiss was to a Foo Fighters song. And I was like, let me save you. That's the cool story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, let me save you some time. He just told me a story that involved a guy from Led Zeppelin, a beetle, and the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. So I don't know how enthralled he's going to be with your little story. Yeah. And then every, and then of course, wet blanket, everybody looked at me like, I, I just ruined the vibe for like a whole corner of the Because room. you said that mean I thing? I literally said that thing out loud. To the guy? I was trying to save him some embarrassment. But everyone didn't like that you said it? Yeah. I'm surprised. I it, thought people would be like, yeah, you're right. I, it was his girlfriend and a couple other people. Mm. It was kind of a bummer of a, of a story. So yeah. I got kicked out of the military. Here's how I tried to get, I was trying to get kicked out to go take care of a sick parent. Come on. The tr- we want the real story, Brian. <laughs> That's really what it was. There's a thing called a hardship discharge. If you uh, you can get the, I don't know. If, I mean, the rules have all changed, but this is back in 2005 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were, if you could prove that both your parents had, if one of your parents was incapacitated, terminal illness or something, yeah. is sick, and the other one has still has to go to work, so there's nobody to stay home to take care of them. You can get that out. you can get out. It's honorable discharge. Huh? And they didn't. That'd be let, easy to fake. It is not easy to fake. I could fake. I it. got caught faking it and I had a doctor lying for me. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You got caught and they still let you off? No, they did not let me out for that. I did not oh. get that discharge because they were like, oh. we put too much money into you. And they found out that it's not a continuing. My mom was, she had a date. She was terminally ill. They were like, you have this long. So, so it's supposed to be for something, a situation that they don't know when it's going to resolve. Yeah, indefinite. I have to take care of her indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> after that. If, you're, if she's dying, you got to stay away from her. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Hey, so, if your mom's gonna live a long time and sick, you could get out. But if she's gonna die anyway, yeah, just we stick he, with us. They literally said it like that. They were like, "We put a million or whatever dollars into your training. It's just not worth it for us to cut our losses with There's you." No way, they put a million dollars into your training. The security clearance alone was insane. They interviewed people I went to high school with who I hadn't talked to in like oh, four years. Cool. They found my friend, uh, an old friend of mine, at a Starbucks, and he was stoned out of his mind. And the FBI came to ask him about me and he called he like emailed me livid because he thought he was getting arrested for being high and you're like i didn't tell I him was like, I, didn't, I didn't know they were going to talk to you they were asking me about my relationships with people who i knew in junior high who are now in jail by then and i didn't even know who the fuck they were talking about they put a lot of money into that shit because that was mm-hmm. anyway it doesn't matter but uh so then i decided well whatever i'm just gonna fail i'm just gonna fail at everything i'm gonna do bad at my job I'm going to just, I'm going to go AWOL. Mm-hmm. So I go AWOL and I go to an Iron Maiden concert in Columbus, Ohio, an Ozfest. But Iron- don't you get dishonorably discharged for going AWOL? Can't you go to like military prison and shit? 
Here's what happened. I went mm -hmm. AWOL to watch Iron Maiden in Columbus, Ohio. I come back. I was just AWOL for four days. Left on a Thursday. Long came time. back on a Monday. Thought it was enough, right? So then the Enough guy, to get kicked out or enough to... What do you think? Enough to what? To get kicked out. Got it. But you didn't have the fear like... I might just be punished severely for this. And I was 19 years old. I was not thinking like consequentially. Got I was it. just trying to get out. I come back. Turns out three people in my unit had been arrested that weekend. Domestic abuse, DUIs, shit like that. So they didn't report my AWOL because their unit was looking so bad over the weekend. And they're like, we knew you'd come back. And so they just punished me off the books. They Got didn't it. report like me AWOL. PT. Yeah, extra duty. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. I had to like mow lawns and build brick retaining walls and all this bullshit. Mm. Then I go, so then I was like, I'll try to fill a drug test. I had been sober my whole life. I started doing drugs to try to fill a drug Which test. Which drugs? Uh, mostly weed. Okay. And uh, so I, I smoked weed and then like they the guy, I told the guy who's taking my piss, I was like, I smoked weed, I'm trying to get out. And he goes, he goes, man, if they tested all this piss, there'd be no fucking military. He goes, they test at most 13% of this piss. So then I didn't piss hot. And then I tried. Meaning they didn't test your piss? Yeah. They didn't, yeah. yeah, they only they only send like a few of them out. Right, that makes sense. It's a volunteer army. You can't be kicking people out for weed. You'd have no fucking military. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then I try uh, a conscientious objector, and I read What's a big. It's it's like saying I no longer believe in the use of violence as a method of oh, okay. diplomacy. Yeah, yeah. And you have to prove that you changed your whole ideology. And you doing all these things is probably making everyone around you hate you, right? Some people loved it. Some people hated it. Depends yeah. on how they feel about the military. Right. It. I wasn't in a combat unit. I was in a nerd world. I was in military intelligence. So right. there isn't that camaraderie. There isn't that hoorah bullshit. It's right. Like, I think most people didn't even give a shit what I was doing. Yeah. Because we're not trying. It didn't affect them. Yeah. We're not running around. Yeah. They're not worried about me letting them die in a foxhole. Right, right, right. So then uh, I do the conscious objector thing. And the guy, my captain brings me into a room and he puts two discharges down on the paper. He goes, here's one discharge. Here's another. You can get this conscience objector thing. Most likely it won't get approved. If it does get approved, it has to go all the way to the Pentagon. It has to get signed off by this person, this person, this person, this person. It'll take months for you to get even an answer. He goes, here's one that we can do battalion level. It's an honorable discharge. It's going to say you have a personality disorder on the bottom, uh, but it's an honorable discharge. Oh, so discharge. you got to kick it out for mental illness? Yeah, they said I was ungovernable or, or something. I, they said I had a personality disorder because I oh, was trying cool. so many different things. I could see that. Yeah, you're mentally ill. <laughs> mentally sick. But they, uh, yeah, so they, they said that personality disorder thing and nobody looks at your extended, dis so you have an abbreviated discharge paperwork that just says honorable. Nobody look, why would you look into an honorable discharge? And you have, so you have the long form and the abbreviated. The long form says personality disorder. The abbreviated says... Honorable right. discharge. Just honorable discharge. Nobody looks what do you mean? Who are you worried that's looking at? You mean like jobs? Yeah, yeah. Do they even see that you're honorably discharged? Yeah. I would just not tell yeah, them yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. You're saying, oh, if, if I did a background on the, check on you, it says honorably discharged? Yeah, there's, yeah. no, I, was, I have an honorable discharge. Oh, I didn't know, realize that was like, uh, like if I, yeah, I didn't realize that shows up on a background check. Yeah, it's called an early separation too online. So it's, so it's early separation, reason for separation, personality disorder. But it's honorable discharge. So nobody looks into it, but you get veterans preference for jobs and stuff. Like if you say you're a veteran, you get you you get preference. Got it. So w why wouldn't I say that? That's how I got this job here. Yeah, we do veteran preference. <laughs> you get veteran yeah, preference. We do and background checks. We do all those <laughs> things. Yeah, <laughs> we're a real operation here. We're we file our taxes here. Mm -hmm. I still don't. I need to like. Yeah, I'm sure I'm not running the business the way it's supposed to. I just don't know how. 
You should bring in somebody who can help you do that. Can't afford it. That's a good point. You don't want somebody who does that shit for free. Right. I'll fix your business for free. It's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. What do you do for a living? uh, But I figured if we get to the... No one... The government's not going to care what we do until we're making money. And then when we're making money, I will hire someone to fix all that shit. 100%. That sounds logical to me. Yeah. Like, I was reading some article about how everyone's scared that they're going to be audited. But it's like, you're not audited unless you have tons of money coming in. No one's going to, no one, aud- the government doesn't audit people who make 50000 a year. It's not worth their time. Sometimes they do. My friend Shakes, I can say their name because it's a nickname. He's an auditor? No, no, no. Got audited. audited. And, and is a teacher. And they, someone, some. Back taxes for seven years. They didn't pay taxes. Oh, so he deservingly got audited. But, but it was, they didn't know that before the audit, I don't think. I don't Oh, really? They so probably they ran, did. I think they knew. They must That's have known. That's why. Say this out I'm loud, they must is, have known. What I'm saying is, if you pay some sort of tax, mm-hmm. you know, if, and, and you're making a modest salary, you're fine. It's If you're rich and not doing your taxes, you don't do your taxes at all. Then what you is an audit? I don't even, I've ne- I don't come from people who get audited. I don't know anyone who's been audited either, but I, I kind of know the basic audited, idea. Right? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Not What's your dad I'm do? He wa- he's retired now. He was an emergency room doctor. He would stay in the emergency room his whole career. Yeah, he was an emergency room doctor for that's like That's a choice, right? Years. Like you can move into, that's called general surgeon? Yeah, exactly. And you, But you could move into a specific surgery, right? You, could you would have a- to train to do so if you wanted to do that. So if you wanted to be like a plastic surgeon, you'd have to. Is your dad like, a, like a lefty? Writing-wise? No, 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 no like politically? Uh, I think he leans left. I don't think he's like super passionate. I think like somebody either. who works entirely their whole life in the emergency uh, room is probably... Oh, no, there's a lot of career emer- ER doctors. Really? It's, uh, ER doctor is not a thing that people are like, I'll do ER for a few years and then move on to this. I, people obviously do move around still if they go there and don't like it, but most all his friends also were worked in the ER for he years. He needs to know how to do everything. A, a ER doctor is like, yeah, gen- you know a little bit about everything. You don't You're have like a specialty. like a Shohai Otani type. Mm, but, but Shohai Otani is amazing at everything. Mm-hmm. General physicians typically, if you go, if you went to the ER right now and you needed a back surgery, they would put you to a back surgeon. They wouldn't right. just like, well, we got it. They don't just do everything. You know, so what, what does he do? He just sews you up? He would sew you up if there was an emergency surgery. He would have to do that. Like things like that, but if if he was like, if you're like my back, my back, he would call in a back doctor to come in, type of thing. So, because when I go to the ER, I never see a doctor. Well, then that means you've never needed it. It's always been pretty minor. Yeah, it's pretty much just nurses and shit. Yeah, so he would come in. Corona. When I I didn't, I saw a doctor for like one second while I was in the hospital with Corona. Yeah, typically, I think most people who go in do see a doctor, but it's for a second. And then the yeah, doctor yeah. will be like, unless it's something that he needs to be there, he'll delegate it to a nurse. Yeah. Nurses have a way tougher job than doctors, did, for the most part. Did me having to go to the hospital with COVID, did that reinforce your beliefs at all? About that I don't care about COVID? About n- not being, you know, vaxxed? You're, if anything, wouldn't that do the opposite and make me want to get vaxxed if you went to the hospital for a COVID? Post, but I was post-vaxxed. Oh. Didn't you say something to me about this? Uh, you were making fun of me for going to the hospital. Listen, I acknowledge that people who are vaxxed have less <laughs> severe conditions to when they get it. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just not worried about, I'm not scared of getting, I think people have this thing that, oh, you must be scared of the vaccine. It's not that I'm scared of the vaccine. I'm just not scared of getting COVID. Right, 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 right. I'm not scared of the hospital. I'm not scared of dying. I'm not scared of getting COVID. Are you scared of needles? Uh, I don't want them, but I'm not scared. I, you know, I've Do you gotten, have any tattoos? No, but not because I'm scared. I just haven't thought of anything. Would you get I a want. tattoo? Yeah. I thought of something that I was really passionate about. I was thinking, so I have a, uh, I was thinking about getting a vac- my vaccination barcode tattooed on me. Yeah, I don't think you should do that. Why not? That's just a stupid tattoo. Why? It'd be, think about this. West Hollywood now and in San Francisco and traveling, you need to show, not traveling domestically, but internationally, you need to show a vaccine, right? Right. But so it would actually be convenient. It'd be a functional tattoo. No, it would not be a functional tattoo. Yeah, you'd say scan my arm. No, because you're going to get a new QR code every year because you have to get this vaccine like you get a flu shot. You uh, don't. Oh, we don't know that yet. One va- I mean, you they- think they're going to start saying now? So right now the rule is to get to go to a WeHo restaurant, you need to show proof of vaccination. You think in a year from now you're going to need to show proof of 2021 vaccination? Yes. Really? Because th- I don't think so. If you look at the Pfizer vaccine, it's like. It, there's a big story about how it's after six months, it's like worthless, worthless. Yeah. So it's it's got like a shelf life. Oh, I agree that people are going to get reoccurring vaccines, but I don't think that they're going to require to go to a restaurant. I don't think they're going to say you need a 2021 vaccine. But I, I could be wrong. I, think, I never thought they would require them to get into a restaurant. Period. So I think I think that that tattoo is going to be completely useless. Well, then it'll just you're just going to end up with nineteen different QR codes. That could be kind of fun. Tattooed all over you. That could be kind of fun too. I don't know what. You but mean. no, I'm not actually going to get that tattoo. What do you do for fun? I like rock climbing. I like walking and hiking. I like playing catch baseball. I like watching movies and TV shows. I'm saying it in a sexy voice. Yeah, I'm getting turned on. I like surfing Reddit. Surfing Reddit? Yeah. I like What's your number one making funny s- stuff? Thread. What what like what 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 do you check first when you go on Reddit? I check a few different things. The unlicensed therapy subreddit? I don't think that exists. Uh I definitely didn't make it if it does. No, it doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh I think I'd know about it if it did. That'd be weird yeah. if I didn't know about it. Maybe it does. I don't think it does. And if it did, it would have like Six members. Can you start a subreddit with no? Can anyone start a? Could I start up make an unlicensed therapy subreddit that has five members, or do you need a certain amount? I don't know. I've never started a subreddit. Yeah, neither have I. Because uh, maybe I should make one. I like. Oh my. Oh, your question was what subreddits do I like? Shower thoughts is a good one, which is basically I've now come just tweets people's tweets put in yeah, yeah. shower thoughts. But I like those. And I'm just trying to picture you unwinding. Van. I don't read Reddit when I'm unwinding. When I'm unwinding, I get a cold liquid death. (laughs) Fill it with a liquid IV. No, I don't. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Just just regular water. Anybody else? Any other sponsors? Oh, oh, now I see what you're doing. (laughs) I get a cold liquid death. (laughs) I fill it up with some liquid IV shaking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I lay. No, yeah, I usually just lay in bed and watch a movie or TV show. Unwinding. I do watch porn, but unwind, not to unwind. Porn is just. So you masturbate a lot, you said in the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, but it's off. not an unwinding exercise. That's just habitual. Is, is it a, it's habitual? Would you say yeah. you're a chronic masturbator? Like more than the average person? Oh, yeah, for sure. The average really? person is like once a day. 
I would yeah. say, is average. I'm it, at least twice a day. At least. At that, least. That's on a busy day. Yeah. Have you ever jerked off in that bathroom right there? No. No, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not an addict. <laughs> an addict, well, based off the definition of addict, maybe I, to me I am an addict, but based off the definition of addict, it has to like affect your work life or your personal life and stuff like that, and I can't find a I remember when I was drinking. Has, except for that I'm low energy. Looking on the rules for what an alcoholic is, and it was like you drink three to five days a week, and I was like, oh, fuck. No, I don't think that is. That's what it said. No, because if you have, if you'd had one glass of red wine three days a week, I don't think anyone would think you're an alcoholic. You have, I think, isn't the definition of an addict? It has to affect your life negatively. I would imagine. Well, what about functioning alcoholics? That's a term. Yeah, but but functioning alcoholic, it still affects them negatively because they're drunk. But they're functioning, so it's not a problem, right? But functioning means. I always fancied myself a functional alcoholic. Functioning to me means. Hey, I'm still getting through life, but it, but if th- they weren't an alcoholic, they would be more productive and healthier. Interesting. They're not killing, you know, functioning alcoholic might be destroying their liver, but still keeps their job and their friends. To me, that's a functioning alcoholic. Like I get shit faced every night, so I'm not productive, but hey, I still, my friends still like me and I have a job and I pay my bills. That's like a functioning alcoholic. I, I think I was a functioning alcoholic because I was still teaching and I was drunk every night. I was teaching children? Work. Yeah. So but you I don't even remember what you're doing with these kids, basically. I was sober saying. as a fucking judge or whatever they say. You're saying you just dealt with teens, preteens, boys, girls, and you didn't <laughs> even remember a thing. I don't like the way you said boys and girls. Girls, boys, <laughs> teens, preteens. No, I taught preschool. Did you actually? Yeah, for six years. You were a preschool teacher for six years? Yeah, yeah. When that I started like comedy, that's what I was doing. One of the worst jobs. I loved it. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, preschool people are, like, peeing their pants and shit, right? Sometimes. Yeah, it happens. That sounds... I don't want to deal with that ever. I, everybody is always obsessed with the bathroom part. It's not a. It's not the major part of the job. Okay, you're dealing with a lot of crying kids. There is a lot of crying. No thanks. I like... Uh, I liked teaching children how to handle conflict. Oh, sometimes when people cry, it's kind of cute. Mm, yeah. A pretty girl cries, but it's kind of like a sweet tear. Like, I'm sad. Is that weird? That's kind of strange. Yeah. Not like, you know, a Is loss it, in the family or Do you feel like if you pain, make a girl cry, like, then like that confirms? But do you feel like if you make a girl cry, that confirms that she cares about you? Is that what you like about it? No, no, not if I, I don't like making girls cry. I don't like making anyone cry. Okay. But I'm saying sometimes if you see a girl crying, mm-hmm. it can be kind of cute. I don't know if I've ever had that moment. I guess I'm fucked up. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that <laughs> if moment. If it's because of me, I, it's very upsetting. I don't like hurting anyone. I mean, not even, even just if they're upset, period, mm-hmm. because of me. That's a bad feeling. That's good. But if she was like, I'm trying to think of an example that would be kind of cute. Like a sad movie. If she watched a sad movie and she's crying, it's kind of You cute. find that cute? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. But I, I would be interested to hear what other people think about that. I don't know. Maybe that's more. Maybe Probably more. that I'm fucking weirdo. One of us is it twisted. It sounds weird. I don't know which it one of us. It sounds weird to think that someone crying is cute. When I say it, I, it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that at all. Preschoolers crying. I'd like to see you cry too. You know what makes me cry? I've been crying. I, I'm getting older. You've and been crying a lot? I, it makes me cry. Huh. Ring walks to the ring. Boxers walking to the ring for a championship fight. 
brings me to tears. So like joyful tears, you're saying, like you're proud of them. You're like, it, oh my god, they're going, they're, they're their best selves. It's it's too it's it's a double edged sword, I guess, if I can say that. Like it, like I'm proud of them. Like I, I love seeing greatness. I love greatness. I'm not bothered by greatness at all. I'm bothered by not greatness treated as greatness. That bothers me. But when I see somebody like. When you're fighting for a heavyweight championship, you're great. That's just, there's no denying it because it's combat. You can't fake that. I so, don't know any, I don't follow boxing like you do, but I want to know this because I've been thinking about it when I watch these like Jake Paul and Logan Paul fights. And obviously they're to another degree, but not in terms of talent, but it's for, like the business of it. Mm -hmm. But it's so clearly strategic who they pick and who the money picks. It's like, it seemed, and it seems like MMA is the same way where you're not necessarily watching, if it's a belt fight, you're not watching necessarily the two best fighters. Like it's that happens, but here's my in thing. In boxing, I want to see the best fighter about the best fighter, but there's certain fighters that like, I'm never gonna fight that guy because I'm scared of him and I only want to win. Doesn't that it seems like that happens? That of course that happens. But yeah. to even be in the conversation to get a title fight, even when like say like the big, biggest example of that is uh this year Canelo Alvarez fought this guy, Avil Yindrim. He was a nobody and Canelo obliterated the guy. So that backs up what you're saying. But most of the time to be in the conversation for even about, even if you're not the second best, still to be in the top five right. you of still something. you have a good record and you're, you're amazing. You're a beast. You're an amazing yeah. human being. Yeah, just, yeah. Just like most of us, if they hit us once, we would crumble. And these guys, even when they're getting their asses kicked, they're still eating like a hundred punches from the hardest right. punches. They're amazing human beings. Yeah. And I applaud their greatness and it fills me with emotion, but also it just reminds me of how little, how there's not like, you know, I'm watching these guys walk the ring and I'm like, there is nothing I'm great at. I'm good at comedy. I'm very good at comedy. I feel like I personally believe in myself to enough to say I'm very good. Great. <laughs> no way. Great is like, so to sit there and realize you just have such a mediocre fucking existence. And then, and then so, so it's those are the so two things. You're, oh, so you're saying it's you're joyful because of how they're so, doing that, to but see you're kind of like, anything. but then you're also sad because you're like, I will never be great at anything. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, because to be like an elite, like not, I'll never be elite at anything. Uh, no, I mean, not with that attitude, Brian. <laughs> listen, it's just realistic. There's, I mean, there's many, many of the many of the most famous comedians are not elite. They're not great. And there are a few great comedians who nobody knows. So, like, it, what about? Wouldn't you say you're an elite uh, roaster? I mean, there's not a lot of competition, dog. I mean, the king of it is Jeff Ross. <laughs> it's not. It's not like it's like it's not a cool pool of people. And he has writers. Yeah, he has like me. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, if Greg Giraldo was still around, I would say he. And I'm not. I'm no Greg Giraldo. Uh, yeah, yeah. You sound kind of like him. I love him. He's one of my favorites. He's fucking dead. No, just even in your voice. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not like your comedic voice, your actual voice. No, no, voice. our comedic voices are very different because I don't snort meth off of knives in the back of strip clubs. Very Not different. Yet. Very different lifestyle. Yeah, no, so I just like, I when I, I just see these dudes that are just fucking- So you wish you were great, but you don't believe in yourself. You're self-conscious about your skill. I would, no, because I, I, cause for me, it's art. It's always been art. So it's not, it's not even that I'm like- Combat is such pure greatness. There's nothing you can say after you whoop a guy's ass. You know what I mean? Like, he can't say, like, well, you know, the crowd was weird that night. There's literally nothing no you excuses. can No excuses. There's no excuses. Your ass was beat. 
So was it the last Dustin Poirier fight versus Connor or Connor? Wasn't he saying like your wife's in my DMs like as he like can't move because yeah, yeah, he's all fucked up. They're putting up. an air cast around his yeah. leg. The and, guy, he's like, and he's like, your wife's in my DMs. And you're just at that point, it's you're embarrassing. Like, yeah, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's humiliating. Yeah. So when you beat somebody's ass. Man, how the mighty had fallen. I know. Right there. Well, I mean, how do you. You almost felt bad for him. He's Even though he's the cockiest you guy. You know why he's still not fighting. good? And like Khabib stayed good after he got famous. If you watch Ultimate Fighter and you watch Connor grow up, his goal was to become as rich as possible to take care of his family. His whole goal was to get out of poverty. And he did that. And he did that. So then he didn't. He lost his motivation. Khabib wanted to be a warrior. So he was going to be good forever. Like as long as he stayed in the ring, his motivation was to be a warrior. Connor's was to get out, escape poverty. Both noble, both great that they accomplished that. But you're not going to stay good if your whole goal was to make money and then you have money. Why and are you, you still going to fight? your goal. Yeah, he has no it's motivation. A good but he, he looked he looked like he was in great shape and trained pretty hard. Of course. Well, I mean, first of all, he's going to be in great shape. He's been training since he was a kid. He's he's I mean, you can fall out of shape, but I mean, mm -hmm. it's easy for him to be, get ripped. Those those right. muscles are there. Um, but he's not going to be a warrior like that. Like he, yeah, it's just not going to happen. You got people like Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather would cry Almost after every win he ever had. It meant so much to him to win. Yeah, he was a winner. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't matter how rich he was. He still wanted to win every time. He was in the gym in between fights. Even if he had no fight on the books, he was in the gym. So, I mean, those guys, they make me cry without fucking – because it's just like there's nothing you can say. See, I wouldn't cry from that, but the movie version of it. I would cry because you need when strings they say, and stuff. I need the strings in the story, yeah. yeah I need the yeah. background story. Like, I feel it if all I in. win this fight, I could take care of it. Like, my family, you know, you, you need to hear it. Yeah, you need yeah. To spoon if, if I just see the fight on TV, I'm like, I've, I've watched enough. Rockies are some of the only movies that have made me cry. Oh yeah, I'd cry during Rockies. Rocky three when Mickey I'd, dies. Dude, are you I'd kidding cry me? during Rocky seventeen. I don't care. <laughs> Rocky just makes you cry. I I cried during the newest Rocky's not in the newest Rocky, right? Or he is Creed two. That's one of the only ones Creed I didn't two? see. I think he's. I can't even remember. I if haven't he's seen in Creed two, and I haven't seen the one that's just called Rocky Balboa. They're good. That was the one that was like They're Rocky still Six. Good. They're still Creed good. Oh, and then I uh, the uh, this is name dropping. The Stallone sisters have recorded in here. I've produced them. They Facetime Sylvester. Oh Wilder. yeah, that one. That yeah. was that almost made me cry. That was the sweetest story I've ever heard in my life. What a nice guy. And then and then he's on the phone and he's like, "When are you gonna be home?" She'll be like, "She was like, this is Ro Rocky's wife, Sylvester Stallone's wife. They're face. He's she's Facetiming Sylvester Stallone. It's real life." And he goes, "When are you gonna be home?" And she goes. I'll be home in 20 minutes. And then he goes, that's too long. <laughs> it was dead serious too. And he told the <sighs> sweet, so he told the sweetest ish story about meeting her. And I'm not going to break it down. Cause I don't want to knock the guy. Cause it's just like, it was just a, it was a pretty sweet story about meeting her. But like the fact, yeah, actually, I don't even think that story was that sweet. It really wasn't. No, that wasn't. But that moment was sweet. But his feelings were. The story sweet. actually made you go. <laughs> this, what was he up to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The story made you kind of. I mean, not what was he up to. It made you go. He was pretty Hollywood. Yeah, 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 very Hollywood. Yeah. But but the fact that he seemed as taken with her as at this point as he was back then in the '90s whenever he met her, pretty crazy. Because. And what? you do you trust it as like a gen? Do you think that moment was genuine, or do you think he knew he was on a podcast, or do you think both? I think he knew he was on a podcast. And I think he knew, and I think it was genuine because I don't think he puts any weight to a podcast. I mean, the guy—that's what I was saying. I was saying, does he even know he's in his sixties? He, 
He's probably like, what's a podcast? Yeah, it's not the Tonight Show. Right. He's used to going on like Fallon. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure he doesn't give a shit. I'm sure it was legit. uh, Isn't it weird, though, that he he talks like an old boxer? Mm, He He sounds... To me, he didn't talk like an old boxer. He talked like... Like an old dude from the East Coast. Did did you see The Last Rambo? I think I did. The yeah. Last Rambo is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. You thought it was that bad? Yeah. The one where he had, like, if you look at the credits, it's all these long European names because he had to go to Bulgaria because nobody would finance it here. So it's all filmed in Bulgaria. Really? Yeah. I thought The Last Rambo was a studio movie. The- was it in the studio? Uh, I mean, I saw it in an AMC. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. no, I think no, but they 100 percent filmed it in Bulgaria. Yeah, could, yeah, it couldn't get any funding. I thought here. it was, I thought it was a decent movie. The premise was he was tricking Mexicans to sneaking into the country illegally, and then he kills them when they get over the border. Have I not seen the news, Rambo? I don't remember. His this. daughter gets goes and parties in Mexico mm-hmm. and gets kidnapped by the cartel, and instead of going there. And taking care of business. That's taken. He he redoes his whole compound. He makes his whole tunnel system under his house with like weapons and shit everywhere and tricks them into coming over the border. It felt very much like a very on the nose like allegory for like immigration, cartel immigration. Tricks the cartel to coming into America and then just annihilates them. It ends with him ripping a guy's heart out. (laughs) It's fucking. I it's, maybe I didn't see the Nose Rambo. I gotta the, watch it. The script is the worst garbage you've what, ever. Do you remember what it's called or what number it is? I, I think it's called Last Blood. Okay, I want to. I just for myself have to know what the IMDb rating is. Oh my god, it's eleven this, o'clock. Last Blood, IMDb Rambo Five. Because I base movies a lot on their IMDb rating. I've typically want six point one, which isn't bad. What year is that? That is twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Six point one isn't good, Mm-mm. but it's above a six is like an entertaining, okay movie. If it's in the fives, it's probably bad. That movie has the worst script, but it's so bad it's good. It's almost got like a room quality about it. Like no, I can't believe that it wouldn't have a six point one if it had the room. Dude, the way he sets up, like he's just like the room. His niece is riding around on a horse, and he's like, you know, you're the only girl I ever loved. The room, just to give you context of how bad the room is on IMDb, has a 3.7. Half the score of, of Rambo. By critics or by audience? Audience. It's always audience. It's always audience? On IMDb. That's why I align oh, more oh. with it. So I, I actually personally, Rotten Tomatoes, which is critics, I don't align with. I don't align with snobs. Mm-hmm. I align with more. Is it good or not? Can I watch it? Right. The famous one was the Chappelle Gadsby one. Remember that comparison? Uh-uh. Chappelle had like zero by critics and a hundred by audience. And, and the Gatsby other was the had like a hundred yeah, by exactly. critics and zero by the exactly. audience. So it's like critics. Are so Dude, like, he's riding around on a horse with his, with his niece and he's like, you know, if anything ever happened to you, it would destroy my life. I never loved anybody as much as I loved it. Just shoving the narrative into your face. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets kidnapped and he's just like, I wish I could have said goodbye. It's like the worst script you've ever read in your life. It's you're a critic. You see, you're a Rotten Tomatoes critic. I bet you. I don't it was check. Just I don't fun. trust Rotten Tomatoes because I like a lot of garbage. So if anything in the description of a review is talking about the cinematography or the shots, I didn't or the say coloring, anything about that. I'm out. I'm talking about literally the words you hear. The screenwriting t- ability. Was it fun? Was there blood? Was there Rambo? 
There was it, yeah, it was good. It's super old Rambo, violent. Dude. It had that Robert, you know, in the Irishman and Robert De Niro's kicking that guy's ass, and he looks uh -huh. super old. That's what Rambo looks like. It's just like a very old body moving around, and and, and then a double. Oh, see, I thought the Irishman they did a good job too. This is one of my favorite movies. Oh, okay. I love that movie. So you can't too long, but good. I don't understand what this too long thing. Because it was slow. It can be like. But that's the point of the movie. Like I watched the new Justice League, uh, the Zack Snyder edit. Is that his name? What's I don't the, know. The Snyder the, Cut. The Snyder Cut. What is this his name? Zack Snyder? Is that his I, name? I don't know. I think it's Zack Snyder. The Snyder Cut. It's literally four and a half hours. Right. But, but it's action packed. But people will watch like The Real Housewives for like five straight episodes. And then they'll be like, The Irishman was too long. And you're like. Yeah, but. The, here's the difference. The Real Housewives is drama filled. The Irishman had 45 minutes of like two dudes in a booth. Colin Quinn put it best. He said the Irishman, the Irishman is better than Casino because Casino left out all the interesting parts, like checking into a hotel or driving around. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the Irishman best. has people driving in a like literally old men driving in an old car. Talking with the radio on, it's it's just <laughs> slow. It was good, and don't get me wrong, I don't hate it. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying the Irishman wasn't good, right? But it was. But time is a character in the movie. If you want me to be a douche about it, yeah. See, you're a Rotten Tomatoes guy. <laughs> you're a Rotten Tomatoes guy. There's two kinds uh, of people in this world. I regret telling the army story. Why? Because I've told it on a few podcasts, but they like get kicked yeah. out, and I always feel like like I I'm trying to get away from just rev using my real life is just the con you know what i'm saying like no instead of having a i'd rather have talk have a discussion than just telling my life yeah but we've had plenty of discussion it's not just i know i'm just life. a little humiliated one story about and i was right you were like it was to take care of my parents it was come on w wait what do you mean come on you told the story so what did you get out of it that meant it wasn't about that that you're like bipolar or something Pers no, 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 no. It was it was uh, oppositional defiance disorder. Yeah, that, you know what that means? Bipolar. It doesn't mean bipolar. You're bipolar. I'm not bipolar. You're, you're the bipolar. one on meds. I'm not on meds. Fucker. You said you're on antidepressants. Oh, your dad. No, is. my dad. Yeah. Well, um, you got those genes in you. I'll, I'll admit, you're jacking if you off admit all day. you're bipolar, I'll admit I'm a little depressed. N no, that's not how it works. Yeah. If if you if you're honest with yourself, I'll be honest with myself. I will. I don't even think I have oppositional defiance disorder. I think that's a bullshit disorder. I don't even think I have it. I don't think it's real. I don't think depression's real. You really don't think depression's real? I mean, there's people who are sadder than others and more sad. And obviously, if you're suicidal, there's there's levels. But I think it's okay. Let me put it this way. I think it's over prescribed, over diagnosed. Is the word? I think depression is real, but half the people who are like, I'm depressed. It's like, no, you're a human being. Go work out. <laughs> Why don't you take your own advice? I do. Put down your I don't, cock and I don't pick tell up a people, weight. I don't tell everyone that I'm, I don't walk around going, I'm depressed. If someone asks me, are you happy? I'll go, no, I'm a little depressed, but I'm not walking around going, oh, I have a disorder. Yeah, I don't do that. There's plenty of people that that's their whole identity. I'm on antidepressants. I go to therapy. Anybody with that one, one thing identity. That's what I don't like about veterans that do that. I don't like that about people who wear anything as a badge, where they just have one thing and that's what I am. What's my badge? I don't even know, man. You might be, that's a good thing. Yeah, I try not to have that. I try to, I, don't, I, I, mean, I get bored easily. I have ADD. 
which I don't necessarily believe in that either. But I, <laughs> but I have AD in the sense where I'm always like, if I do too much stand up, I'm like, ah, I need to stop, like, not stop doing too much stand up. I mm-hmm. need to do other things too. You know, I need. I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of people, I mean, Hollywood makes you into a one dimensional human being. You see a lot of people who are like, this is my thing. I can't ever change my hair. I have this haircut. And the I haircut think, is, I could think of someone like that. I can too. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of a couple. Yeah. And then you're like, I could never get a haircut because that's my thing. And now I'm a one-dimensional human being who has to only talk about this stuff or only be about this stuff. And it works too. Like when you try to present yourself like on YouTube or any kind of entertainment as a multifaceted yeah. individual. I've had people give me that as advice. Yeah, me too. I've had people who they're like, dude, you got to like pick a lane and run with it hard. And, I, and I, they're probably right, but. It's just not worth it Yeah, though. it's not fun. I would, yeah, I can't, I don't know what lane I would pick. I have a, I have a sports podcast. I have one that focuses on the news. Like these are two things that I'd like and I know about and I talk about and can be funny about, but like, I don't want to pick, a, I, I can't pick a lane. I don't have, well, if you had to pick a lane, what would it even be? I mean, hiking. I have Do you, a, Kevin Nealon's no, podcast? I, I have a lane that I think other people would give me, but I think it's, it's not a lane. It's just true to myself. Which is what? Right boy, bad boy. No, I'm not a right winger. But you're like I lean right. I'm really down the middle. I just tend to lean right lately. Conservatives love to say they're down the middle. I think I truly am. Like I'm pro gay marriage. Yeah, a lot of lefties like to say they're socialists. uh, Like pick a a topic, and a lot of them I'm liberal leaning on. Here's the lies that people tell: conservatives say they're centrists, and a lot of like Hollywood Democrats say they're socialists. And they're not. They're like way closer to the right than they are socialism. And the centrists are way further right. So you think I'm further right than I think I am? No, I'm just saying that's something I see a lot. I don't know about you and your views. Abortion, how do you feel? Uh, I'm pro-choice. Pro-choice. Yeah. I do think it's murder though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But I'm pro-murder. You feel like it's murder, but you don't care. I think, yeah, I think it's good murder. I think there's people need to tell, like, just like the death penalty, I'm kind of for as well. You're for the death penalty? Yeah. Okay, what about... I'm for killing babies and I'm for killing serial killers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's another classic social... uh, Food stamps. Social services, welfare. So I'm for it, but I think... I do think it's kind of abused as well. So I'm for it, but I think they need to make it a little stricter to get. What makes you think it's abused? Because I've gotten food stamps and I should not be able to get food stamps. <laughs> the gold, you were on the Golden State Advantage? I've been on food stamps yeah. and I should not be able to ever have been on food stamps. If They should do some sort of check that would prevent me from getting food stamps. But were you lying to them? No. You just didn't have any income on the books? No, I was pretty broke at the time. So then why shouldn't you have got food stamps? What the fuck are you talking about? Because I could have if I wanted to gotten a shitty job somewhere and taken care of my, like I was lazy and was like, I want to be a comedian. I'm going to go get food stamps and milk my brokenness as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But I could have gotten a job at Wendy's. I, I mean, a lot of people you meet in the comedy world, it's they're too crazy to hold down a job. Just Could you imagine Tim Dillon working a job? Yeah. I think if he needed to, he could. I think if, if, if it, if no one was, I mean, no, he's talented. Obviously he doesn't, he's never going to need to, but if he was actually like needed to get food on the table, was bro comedy, let's pretend like entertainment was not an option. 
and Tim Dillon needed to get a job, yeah, I think he could hold a job. Tom Green, Harlan Williams. I'm just trying to think of yeah. like I think all both those all three of those people, if needed, if it was like survival of the fittest, and if you don't have a job, you're gonna starve or be homeless on the street. I think they would get a job and work it. And do you yeah. think yeah, okay. What about people have this entitlement like, oh, yeah, I, I'm an artist and I should be allowed to be an artist. Like, no, every, you shouldn't. Every time somebody wants to make fun of a group of people, they start with, oh, when they go into their impression of people, they're like, oh. <laughs> You're right. I never thought about that. Oh. Every time they do it, that's to, how they get I into it. Now I need to stop doing it now that you said <laughs> oh, that. Oh, I want to have sex without a condom and then not have to face the consequences. Oh, just kill the baby in me. Oh. I do hate condoms quite a bit. What do you Do you lose your boner in the opening process? No, I could have sex with a condom. In fact, I just don't enjoy it. Do you find that as all this masturbating to porn has uh, ruined your ability to get a hard on? Have you broke your dick? No, from mm -mm. Mm -mm. you have not well, broken your dick. There was a stretch where I thought I did, but then I realized I just wasn't that into the girl. Mm. I think, but if I was didn't watch porn, I probably would have been able to hook up with the girl that I wasn't that into. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. 100%. Yeah, because if that was the only stimulation you were getting. Yeah, I would have been able to. Yeah. It's like, it. could you imagine eating an apple when there wasn't refined sugar? Right. Like that was the dessert of the day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my Back God. Back in the day. Oh, man. Apples Ooh, are losing their amazing. Minds. Louis has a joke about that. Does he? I think he has a joke where, because these kids are all in like McDonald's and shit that they're like, an apple girl. Is it literally an yeah. apple? It might be. I can't Fuck. remember. Something like that. There's, you can't There's say anything joke. anymore. Louis is a man. <laughs> <laughs> it is unfortunate because you like, you're like he's the one I relate to the most. Oh yeah, for me, he, he was my he was my number one. He was your number one. Was he? Did you know him before? Not personally, but did you know of his work before you started comedy? Oh yeah, you oh, were. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was my number one. Number one, comedy. and he still is. Did you like his new uh, special? Sincerely? I don't know if I did like it. I don't know if he's still my number one, but yeah, I still think he's great. Is there anybody And I've I'd like to think I've been following him since before he was mainstream. Sure. My sister told me about him. I think he was already mainstream. I but, heard of him through podcasting. And I heard of him through podcasting, not on like Marin, but on there used to be back in the day. This I think I don't even think Marin had a podcast, but there was HBO comedy podcasts. And it was just four minute clips of people stand up. It was like little audio bits only and i i remember i heard him on there which he, it was like an awesome possum that joke have you heard that joke no it's but i all, know it's all about how he had this shirt that said awesome possum on it and then he ran into another guy who had the same shirt and he's like uh, and then the final punchline punchline was i looked down and i wasn't even wearing the shirt oh right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. uh but uh bj novak was on there he did stand up yeah i didn't know that and here's something well i just listened to bj novak on wtf and Marin basically alluded to the fact that he wasn't a very good stand-up or that he didn't respect him as a stand-up because he didn't do it that long and, like, got immediate success. He was blah, producing blah, blah. The Office, like, right away. He was, like, a producer Yeah, apparently. So he didn't. He went to Harvard and, like, didn't struggle in comedy at all. But I listened—this is when I just knew of him as a stand-up, E.J. Novak, because it was so long ago. And I thought it was really good. That's a right— I want to tell Marin—I don't know him that well, but I want to be like, hey— just like I was listening to your latest podcast with BJ Novak. And I have to say, I really like BJ Novak's stand up. I thought it was really funny. He also did yeah. that to Eric Andre. Um, 
Who but said? Eric Andre, I could see it more yeah. because he would go up there and be a fucking weirdo yeah, and probably scream. bombed all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BJ Novak did really good, like B- killed. B- he made that's a running joke in his IFC show, Marin. Yeah, he makes fun of BJ Novak. He yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. that. I liked yeah. that show. I thought the show was really good. I thought it was solid. I usually don't like comedians' shows about comedy. Right. That's what I love about Maria Bamford's show. Because like anyway, I don't want to talk about comedy. But but beyond that, but um what what I was gonna say though is that uh uh, Louis. No, what was it about Louis though? In the uh, finding it about. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. You worked at the comedy store for a long time. Five years. Five years. Do you do you watch stand up at all anymore? Uh, not that much. Do you watch? Like I, I want. I consciously want to start watching it more. And when I do, I'm happy that I did. Usually. But it's not like it. You, I used to be a comedy nerd that enjoyed watching the newest special, even if it's someone I'd never heard of. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, let's check out that special." And mm-hmm. I don't have that anymore. Yeah, yeah. I've I don't get excited. Magic. Yeah, I don't get excited to watch stand up. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, the better unless that's... it's like Louis or someone who I'm a real big fan of. Like if Tosh came out with a special, I'd really want to watch it. But you know, the thing that lost its luster. I used to like the crazy people who are like, "Is this person going to kill me?" Is there like a few who? open micers out there that oh, oh, I thought were Oh, you liked me. watching people lose their minds. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and I liked that till recently. And then post-pandemic, I, I went to the oh, improv mm-hmm. and, and there was all the crazy people on there and I wanted to kill myself. I like a crazy person if there's also some sort of talent in the crazy. But oh, if no, it's I just liked... pure crazy, that's I loses its allure, allure for me after 30 seconds. I, I just stuck my head around some open mics in Los Angeles, and they are uh, right now they are essentially just homeless shelters, temporary shelters. They're horrible, it, and you have to pay five dollars to do them. So it's homeless people spending money to be. <laughs> it's like doesn't make it's any the sense. The most crazy thing I've ever it's, seen. It's Could you bizarre. imagine coming out of this pandemic being like, "I'm going to start doing stand up comedy"? I've met so many people who started doing. Talk pandemic. about not knowing how to absorb a lesson or learn how to self reflect. Well, I get it. You're there. Listen, they're they're probably. Starting, they're in com. They're in the pandemic. They have nothing to do. They're listening to comedy podcasts and watching stand up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They go, I want to do that. They look up open mics and they don't have a job because of the pandemic. It's actually when you think about it, it, makes perfect sense that a bunch of people would start during the pandemic. I guess it would start at that level because my mind is like, wouldn't and they you don't see- know any better. But wouldn't you see how everything was just ripped away from everybody and how that could happen? And like at every level you're at in comedy, it was ripped away at the worst possible time for you. Like if you were huge, you lost several million dollars. Mm-hmm. If you were a nobody like me who worked the road a lot, all those businesses closed. <laughs> that would have me in there. Every single step of the way, it was the worst possible time for it to be ripped out of your hands. Sure. And like, so I imagine like w- starting a new career in the arts right now after seeing like what happened to live events. Like it seems wild to me to be like, I'm going to try to get into that. Yeah, but I don't think they started it with that mentality of I'm going to instantly have a career because I think because of comedy podcasts and we are getting into comedy a little bit. I'm sorry. But everyone who knows who starts comedy right now, no one, most people don't think, oh, I'm going to be an overnight success or I'm going to have a career after a year. Now everyone knows I'm going to be bad for 10 years. <laughs> almost to, to a fault they know that. Where yeah. now it's an excuse for being bad. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm bad, but I've only been doing it for four years. I'm like... I was good when I was four years in. Yeah, I might yeah. not have been great. I might not have had a voice, but like I did good on stage. Yeah, normally. And, and I'd say most people who are your favorites were good. There's exceptions to every rule. There's people who are bad for 10 years, 
but most of your favorite comedians knew how to do comedy three years in, right. knew how to do, how to solid 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's all this, you meet all these new comedians and they're like, dude, I've been doing it three and a half years. I still bomb all the time. And you're like, cool. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just quit. I, I think that's the best thing that could happen to you is never being even kind of good. I think the worst thing that could ever happen to you at any profession beyond comedy is being mediocre, pretty good, but n not, but your ceiling is super low. Being pretty good at any job because you get sucked that's in. That's the worst thing? That's the worst thing because you get sucked in enough to make it a career, but you can never make a living no matter what you do. Like, you're like, you know what I mean? You couldn't like. But in comedy, that's, in comedy is different because there's, there's so much more to it than being good too. Like you have to be good and business savvy and mm -hmm. likable mm -hmm. and everyone and nice. And, you know, there's just so much more to it. But, uh. But imagine being like a like a decent chef, like out the gate, like oh this guy could, or like a minor league baseball player. Yeah, minor league baseball player. That like, would be hard. That would be the worst. There's actually like that's like a big movement right now to treat minor league baseball players better. And in a sense, it it should it does make sense a little bit because but then you're gonna have career if you treat them too good, you're gonna have career minor league baseball players, which you still do already. Yeah, but they're like hobos. Yeah, they're basically like <laughs> yeah. Right now, a career minor league baseball player makes like. Fifteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they have jobs in the off season. Yeah, it's almost more of a passion. But what's wrong with being a career minor league player? Nothing's wrong with it. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. But it doesn't make. This is your entitlement thing. You no, really... it's not entitlement. <laughs> it's, I, and I don't know enough about the baseball business. But I would imagine most minor league teams just are funded by their major league owner, and the actual business of it is not enough to pay the minor league players a lot of money you know what i mean mm -hmm. like if you were just going off of ticket sales for minor league baseball teams minor league baseball games i imagine the players are getting paid kind of not i don't want to say what they deserve but what the that business does that make sense no because i don't think it is i think the pay inequality is pretty crazy with a minor league baseball player so you think a minor league team like the actual owner of the team is just raking in tons of profits and the owner and the team is getting underpaid? No, no. What I think is like, I look at it like, what's the argument with like, when people argue about how we're wasting too much money on food stamps, you say, the, then the left will immediately say, look at the military budget. We're spending mm -hmm. way, I'm like, look at Garrett Cole's budget. Like, so you're I'm saying like, that the top players get too much. Too much the, money. And so, that, you, so that's what I'm saying. So the only way to make minor league teams get paid more is to basically like take some out of the major league owners and give it. Down, down, shuffle down, which I'm not saying is necessarily bad, but or do you think the solution is make baseball a more popular sport so that these minor league teams are making more? The minor league games are getting a bigger audience so that they could pay them from the minor league. Does that make sense? How, yeah, how do you do that though? You can't get Bill Murray to show up to every fucking stadium. <laughs> I don't know how that you'd do have it. to get, I think you'd have to get baseball just to be a popular sport again. That's never gonna happen. You don't think? No. I'm friendly with a few of the Padres, and that's one of the coolest things in my life. It's all I have. Let me have it. That's a great thing. I'm I'm jealous of that. I wish I knew Mookie so, Betts. I was, I was getting drinks with I won't even say his name. One of the Padres. You drank? Yeah, because you got to in that situation. Because I was I was cool. I was trying to fit in because I was one of it was one of these bragging. What'd you moments. drink? Uh, vodka soda. Wow. Yeah. Did you get hammered off that one? No. No, I was fine. I was myself. I was nervous, but not because of the alcohol, just because I was with an athlete. 
yeah, on it, my favorite team. And this particular and this athlete was is like six five. This particular athlete is a big dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's a legend. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to name drop. But if you're if you follow the Padres, you might be able to figure it out. Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn. I was with Tony Gwynn <laughs> and Ken Caminetti. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Oh, Ken Caminetti. Wait, well, why was I telling the story? Oh, we were talking about minor leagues. No, the pay discrepancy. And I think, and I was talking about this with the tour manager, uh, Theo's tour manager, Tim, too, who's a big uh, baseball nerd. He's like a Canadian baseball nerd, pretty mm-hmm. rare. Mm-hmm. And I think that baseball players aren't, and part of the reason why baseball isn't is popular anymore is every ML, the, the lowest paid MLB baseball player is half a million dollars. That's the lowest. Mm-hmm. So they're all rich. Mm-hmm. And to me, when you have athletes that make too much money, that's when you get athletes that are prima donnas. And like back in the day, baseball players would, there was a team, I forget which team it was. I want to say the Giants back in the day. The whole team grew mustaches. Oakland A's. A's, yeah. The whole A's grew mustaches. Jim Catfish Hunter and, yeah, all yeah. those people, yeah. And now, you, I don't think you would ever have a team does that, ever. It doesn't matter how, how good the camaraderie was and how good they were and rally caps or whatever because they're all, like, rich dudes now. 2004 Red Sox, they all grew beards. Damn, I'm wrong, man. <laughs> Part but of maybe the- they weren't as rich in 2004. I don't know. To me, to me, it's like they're all too rich. You're going to get one guy who's like, I make $15 million. I'm not growing a mustache. You're going to get some little bitch boy. I like mean, now you have 22-year-olds who are making so much money. It's like you can't you can't tell them to do anything. The 2004 Red Sox did not all grow beards in unison. But what they did was they had long hair and beards. They looked real on Kent, which was the best thing about that was the Yankees, you're not allowed to grow a mustache. You're not allowed oh, to I have long that. hair. The Yankees, yeah. you, they're the most corporate bullshit they fucking stink. Everything about them stinks. And so, well, they're really good, but whatever. I hate the Yankees. They, they, they beat the Padres in 1998, but yeah. they're undeniably, I mean, they're high budget, but they're undeniably a great team. Yeah, well, whatever. They fucking suck. They, that, they, last century was theirs. This century is the Red Sox century. Uh, the Red Sox and the Giants own this century. But, uh, the fucking Red Sox, but the part of that was what was so great about that 04 comeback from when they were down 3 nothing to they came back to win that series 4-3 was because the Yankees were all corporate, Derek Jeter, you know, they're all lined up, cut up. And right. Got Johnny and Dan, now you have these scruffy like dudes, man. And it that was, is cool. And, and, it makes them kind of the underdogs, even though they're not the underdog. They're the second payroll. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's always yeah. that where it's like the Yankees have the number yeah, one payroll. it makes them more of an underdog when they're not the clean cut. They dude. have a fake blue collar thing. It's or like Jeff Foxworth. In a movie, would they be the good guys or the bad guys when they're uncapped? They'd be the good guys. They'd be the bad news bears. Yeah, yeah. That's what they would be. But yeah. it's so funny because they spend the second amount of money of anybody on a payroll. Like it's like how Jeff Foxworth yeah, is like, I'm team. like you, my I got a yeah, car yeah. on cinder blocks. He's still, like a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. And uh I all the only reason I know that is because I recently watched the Brad Pitt a- A's movie. What's it called? Moneyball. Moneyball. And at the end of it, he goes to the Red Sox stadium and it's like the big wigs and they're like, we'll pay you this much. And Theo then, Epstein. Yeah. And yeah. then he was like, I'm going to stick with the A's. Yeah. Knucklehead. Well, it's because, was it because he had a family? Why did he do that again? Well, he's divorced know. though. Yeah. But he wanted to stay near his kid, I think. I think yeah. that might I think have been some people fear, have a fear of greatness. And I think I'm one of those people. I think that's part of the reason why I cry maybe, about the boxers. Maybe he likes the low pressure vibes. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Like some people. But. I, but then again, I still don't agree because he's still a major league 
But and he MLB always manager. has the out that this organization will not spend money. Yeah, but I don't think he would have gotten even that high. Like to get to that position of any MLB team, you have to be striving for greatness. If he had that attitude, he would have been a third base coach. You're or taking something. him out of the pool of everybody. Out of the pool of everybody, he is striving to be greatness. But now he's in the pool of GMs. And within the pool of GMs, he is not striving for greatness. I think anyone who could get to the just GM position, period, strives for greatness. This is a very middle act attitude you have right now. This no. Is, this is feature no. thinking. No, no, no. It's different. That would be like, no, because I'm not striving to be a feature. That would be me saying, no, I don't, I don't even understand. How is it feature act thinking? Because... Billy Bean just he all he wants you're saying that like it's great just to get in the room. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't think he had the mentality of I'm scared of greatness because then he wouldn't have gotten to be the GM in the first place. But wouldn't wouldn't you go to a, a Red Sox or a Yankees or a Dodgers or a team that's willing to drop the money to win some World Series? I yeah. think he probably really wanted to, but he loved his daughter. I mean, I don't Family have kids. First. That might be a thing I just yeah. can't possibly understand. It would be like, uh, okay, it would be like if you loved the military, wouldn't you have stayed in and not want to t- wanted to take care of your dying mom? Mm, okay, fair enough. But you had something you wanted to but go I back to. But I never wanted to be a great more. soldier in the first place. I just wanted college money. You said it in, for a minute you did. You said you After. would be, I joined, I joined for the benefits, then they brainwashed okay, you. Okay, so they I, brainwashed you, and you yeah. still quit because even with the brainwashing— at one point, you were like, I love my mom, even though I don't believe that. But according to your story, you well, love you, your mom. You don't know what love is, so you don't <laughs> believe anybody. When they oh, I've had my heart broken before. Maybe that's why I'm a lizard now. Maybe yeah. I got my heart broken so bad. I love so hard. I don't that's think that's the po- possible. I loved really hard. I would, I would really like to know if the truth is your ego got hurt or did your heart get hurt? No. I mean, could have been both, but my heart definitely was hurt. Yeah, I had my heart ripped out of my chest. Are we talking like fifth grade? No, this was uh, 21 years old, about ten, a little over 10 years ago now. You had your heart broken. Really bad. And, and it still stings? Uh, if I, I mean, like I'm over it, but if I like really thought about it, yeah, it still stings. Do you ever like log on to a fake account to stalk them, to stalk mm, him or her? It was a her. And I did for a long time. I don't think I've done that. No. no. How's she no. doing now? Last time I heard from her, she was engaged. So Ooh. I assume she's married now. And she broke up with you? She broke up with me, yeah. yeah. Did you meet in college? Yeah. What college did you go to? We met at a junior college, but we went to UC Santa Cruz. Damn, you're like, you were like a legit baseball player. You went to JUCO, got your grades straightened <laughs> out. UC Santa Cruz only has a club team. <laughs> you were a banana slug. Mm-hmm. What did you go to school for? Business uh, management? I went for film and digital media, but not because I was a film nerd necessarily. I liked movies. Who doesn't? But I just picked. I didn't want to go to college. My family pressured me into it heavily. So and you I picked, picked what you thought would be easiest? Yes. For sure. the easiest major. Straight up like an athlete. And I, it was like, you know, it sounds fun and interesting because I do like movies. But yeah, it was more I want the easiest major I possibly could have. Yeah, athlete, even though no, no wasn't sports. an athlete. <laughs> I played on intramural softball. In college, all, all four years. When you were in Santa Cruz, were you a bit of a hippie? Did you ever have like a like a, maybe one dreadlock? I've always been a natural born rebel. So, so you went opposite. You were um, you wearing a suit when you were walking around Santa so Cruz. So Santa Cruz is a very liberal school, mm-hmm. very hippy dippy, very liberal. Like I would say, more liberal than LA even. 
And I was, yeah, I was always didn't like hippies. Did you know? But that- I did like Santa Cruz. And then when I I went to a military high school, which was a very right wing school, to the point where there was one person who, at the time, it was Bush versus Gore. Was that the second? That's Bush? the first one. What was the second one? Bush. John versus- Kerry. So it was Bush versus Kerry then. I think. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was mm-hmm. Bush versus Kerry. And there was one girl who openly said she wanted she supported Kerry. And she got ripped. Like so, you became a carry guy. No, no, no. As a rebel, there I, I was, I was brainwashed too. So I was a, I was a Bush supporter, but I would, I would say I leaned left when I went to that school. Mm-hmm. Do you so, know that when you were, at, yeah. you know, Santa Cruz? You know, when Ronald Reagan was governor of Santa Cruz of uh, California, he stepped, it intervened in campus plans for Santa Cruz because UC Berkeley was so centralized, which allowed a huge protest movement. And so you know how spread out Santa Cruz is yeah. campus. It's spread out on purpose. Yeah, I know. To make it harder for kids to gather to protest. Oh, I didn't know that was why. Yeah, yeah. Part of it is like to um, make it harder for protesting. I thought it was just to maintain the look of the forest. Because I think it's, they've always had that rule even before he was a governor. I think was, they did huge. Because it's always been spread out. But I think they did huge expansions in the 60s or 70s when he was governor. Mm-hmm. And he specifically as governor was like, we need to spread these people out. Because they did that LRDP. But where, they still have that rule. No, because day. well, in the two thousand, they still may have to make it. But they cleared out. a ton of forest recently. But if you go there, have you ever been there? Yeah, of course they still have uh, that rule though, because like, mm-hmm. why would you, why would you change it? Why would you make even if you are like, even if why you, wouldn't you? Even if you're if Gavin that was Newsom, the only rule. You were like, why would I make reason. it easier for these people to get together and do? And, I don't know enough about it, so you're probably right. But I'm gonna argue for the sake of arguing because uh-huh. I've been because I went there. Uh huh. It is, there's no other place, there's no other college campus I've ever seen that's anything like that. It's really beautiful. I used to hang out there a lot. Oh, so you've been there. Yeah. So yeah. it's, I feel like that's a big part of it. I used to, so there, there was these hippies, punks who lived in really nice tree houses in, in the woods in Santa Cruz. Yeah. And I used to go stay in there because my friend. You sw- stayed in the tree houses? Yeah, yeah. Several yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And they were beautiful, but they, yeah. all those things are gone. They're all torn down. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, now, now if uh, there's, no, they still build them. Throughout the year, but the fire department, the campus fire department, literally searches for them and rips them down. Yeah, yeah. But it's because, in my opinion, uh, my theory behind it is it's a it's a liability. Like they don't now everyone's so trigger happy with lawsuits. If someone falls out of a tree that they built the treehouse for, they're gonna sue the campus or something. Right. Well, also they just don't want people living for free. I don't think part that's of the reason. It. I don't think that's why they do it. The police pretty much exist to protect property. And when somebody is not paying to live on a property. Yeah, but no, because then explain, you know, Tent City in L.A. I I don't think I don't. And it's it's such a small fraction of the student body that does. It's not like it's not even students half the time. Yeah, it's not like I don't think I don't agree. I don't think that's why they enforce it. I think it's. Well, a lot of times these tree houses were, were torn down was because these are like these were like radical activists who were like interested in doing like low-level terrorism <laughs> like legitimately like vegan, yeah. vegan oh, it's activists. like when i and they're they're such a lot of times legitimately to protect the tree from being chopped down too there's people that would live in a tree for a year so that because it was planned construction to cut it down mm-hmm. and then they would come out of the tree for like a meal and they'd cut it down you know what i mean they put giant spikes in the trees wooden trees that the, the uh, wouldn't i mean uh steel spikes in the trees to kill it to, to break the machine that that tears down the tree. Oh wow! It's called spiking. Yeah, it's another thing about they that. would do. Yeah, yeah. But when I cut down that, you've heard my tree bit. 
that I used to do? Maybe not. Oh, I used to tell the story about how I cut down a tree in college. I remember you talking about a tree cut down. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So I, I like had to go to court. Yes, 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 yes. And when I did that, um, a lot of this, like they wrote an article about me in the school <laughs> paper and there were people who hated <laughs> me because there were such such a hippy-dippy school that they they go, I can't believe you would kill a tree. Right. Like there were people that hated me because of that. They looked at me like I was a straight up murderer. <laughs> when, I, when the place is covered in trees it's a forest it's literally in the forest <laughs> there's trees forest. everywhere and this campus cuts down trees all the time <laughs> yes. but if, if they do it it's okay but because i did it they looked at me like you're a, like the same way when you tell someone that you're not vaccinated and they look at you like you know it's someone, an easy target man it's like it's so much easier to take down an, a relatively anonymous guy who cut down one tree than to take on a fucking college that tears down a ton of trees right it's the same thing like uh, you get mad more at the person who sent a tweet as opposed to the horrific industry that made the phone that sends the tweet. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's easier to take down more accessible people. Yeah, they took me down. That was my first uh, taste of You loved it too, didn't hate. you? No. It's, it's, if you were uh, a wrestler, would you be a heel or a baby face? I think I would be a heel and then I would be mad that I was a heel. <laughs> That's how I am now. Like I say edgy things and then get to upset people and then I'm mad when I upset someone. You're mad or you feel bad? Feel bad. Yeah. See, I don't yeah. like I don't like upsetting people either, but like if I'm going to be doing comedy that I can write, it's going to be upsetting. That's just like because yeah. my brain is upsetting. So I understand that. I don't necessarily consider it edgy, but like also the problem with the way we present comedy, the way you used to digest comedy back in the day was you would go on Comedy Central and watch it. Now you're just like putting it on Instagram for everybody. And you're like, and then you're like, well, it's not necessarily, f I know I'm putting it in front of everybody, but you weren't supposed to see it. Yeah, well, yeah. And back in the day, if you're watching them on Comedy Central, you didn't like, your only option is to change the channel. <laughs> and now there's the option of, you suck and I hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not healthy. You That's know not I, good. I love now, after being through the ringer and getting so many death threats, I feel like. Uh, Do you still have any of death threats saved? Yeah, I got a few. I don't. I can't access them right now, though. Um, I want to make a. Uh, I want to do it. I want to steal these death threats and use them as my own. And I want to make a coffee table book mm -hmm. of like death threats. I, well, this is that, actually backing up what I was about yeah. to say. I like this idea because have you ever noticed now, like whenever anybody's trying to garner symphony, uh, like sympathy, they're like people were threatening to kill me as if that carries weight of an actual death threat. Oh, yeah. I, no death threat has ever scared me. I, I haven't gotten as many as you, I don't think, but I've gotten a few on the internet. Yeah. And I've never once been like, oh, my God. Am I in danger? Someone's trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like when I read Ari Shafir, who gets a bunch of death threats. Or or I had, this blows my, did you ever hear that? I had, do you know who the Cartnark is? Mm -mm. I had him on podcast. My oh, most, oh, you told me about him, the shopping cart. Guy. My number one episode gets so many downloads. He's crazy. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, so great, so clearly a comedy channel. <laughs> when you watch him, it is mind blowing. It makes me feel better myself. How many haters he gets? I mean, he has a lot of supporters too, mm -hmm. but probably fifty percent of the comments on the episode is someone going, "If this guy came to my grocery store parking lot." I'd kick his fucking ass. I'd blow. I'd blow his head off with a shotgun. Like <laughs> people who take it so seriously, who somehow don't know that he's a comic, essentially, like he's a troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
And uh, but yeah, not once have I read that and go, oh my god, he's in danger. Yeah, he's risking his life. Because anyone who comments on the YouTube that they're gonna kick someone's ass, no, you're not. Right. You're a fucking YouTube commenter. I'm just you're I, a pussy bitch. I just want that out there more. I want people to be like like when when everybody's on CNN being like, people were threatening to kill me. I want the reporter one time to be like, okay, but what else? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that <laughs> no one's gonna kill you. Nobody's gonna fucking kill yeah. you. All right, move on, sweetheart. I don't know. I just like it's just funny because I've I've gotten so many of those things and not once. You know what's weird about it? This is what's weird about social media is that like people like Instagram has a video call function. So when you're going through heat every now and you then, you call your troll. No, no, no. The you Instagram, call the death threat. They'll call you. Oh, really? That's never happened to me. Yeah, yeah. I had. I don't have the call function on my account. I had. I, had, I want it though. I had video calls coming in of dudes who were going to tell me they were going to kill me or whatever. Did you take any of them? No, I didn't oh. take it. I was a, it was my, I, I gotta be honest. I was a pussy about it because yeah. I had never experienced it before. Well, I, listen, I'm not, I've never been scared of it, but I still doesn't make me, I still hate it and don't like it and it makes me feel bad. I was so, scared, but now I'm on the other uh, end of it. Whenever I see other people who've been through it several times, I'm yeah. like, all right, look, don't worry. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Nobody when I put out, cares. when the Laugh Factory put out their teacher bit, <laughs> you know how many people DM me like, uh, my my mom's a teacher, and if I ever see you, I'm gonna beat your fucking ass. And not once was I like, oh my god, I'm gonna get beat up. Yeah, you know, I think it was either Joe List or Louie was talking about this, where he said nobody's ever said anything to him in person. Yeah, or very rare, very rarely. But yeah. I think it was Joe List. Was I don't wherever I heard the story where like he said that he in the corner of his eye he caught somebody looking at him. And just randomly checked Twitter after and found a picture of a middle finger. At, By that guy? Who yeah, at. pointed at him at the cafe that they were at where he saw the guy looking at him. And then he wrote on a tweet something that said, like, just told Louie to go fuck himself. And it didn't happen at all. Oh, yeah. But they found it on Twitter, but he, like, snuck a, he secretly snuck a picture. <laughs> so they, that's kind of how it really works in the real world. I don't know this, I don't know if I'm completely butchering that story, but that yeah. that so way In real it, life, like, all these commenters that are saying mean shit on YouTube in real life, they would probably come up to you and say that you're you're funny or something. Like, My favorite thing though is when there's when people are self-righteously mad at you about like if they're coming from like a social justice point of view where you said something that offended them, they always go 10 times harder in like a racist direction or like a sexist direction. That's my favorite. The cognitive dissonance like like people were mad at me about a racially insensitive comment, and then saying something racist. It's, it's to just you. dropping. They thought I was Jewish, just dropping every Jewish slur. Right, and, and, and it's just like, okay, well, why are you mad? If you speak yeah. like this, like, shouldn't you like me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shouldn't you be one of the people I'm embarrassed? Like, if me? you're such a good person, why are you threatening and kill me and beat me up? Yeah, yeah. If you're so moral and just, like, <laughs> it's so why wild. are you being violent? But it means nothing. So, like, anytime, like. I don't know. You got to like, there's like been about seven cancelings that were real. Yeah. Beyond that? They're harder. Not saying the cancelings aren't, can't be real, but I'm saying it's harder to find the real ones than it is to find the bullshit ones. Mm -hmm. But very few people have been through like what Shane Gillis went through. Where Shane Gillis probably had to do, Shane Gillis is probably the most zen human being alive if he did the work to get through that and be able to succeed after that. I mean, he probably had to do a lot of personal work to get to the point where he was ready to just start doing sketches and podcasts again. And really, his, I would imagine. To me, if I was him, I obviously can't relate to what he went through. Um, but in my mindset, if what if SNL kicked me off the show 
for like saying a racist thing on a podcast that doesn't rep that is not a good representation of me. I would it would motivate me to like want to be to put out great stuff so that people, you know. Right, but I would imagine the psychic destruction he fucking went through by being like the number one thing for multiple days and just being slaughtered by so many people. I imagine even if you were motivated by that end, it must be like, imagine you like almost. But he also got tons of support. He got tons of bookings from it, um, tons of people coming to his defense. So I'm not saying he was happy. But most I'm, human I'm sure nature. It didn't make him happy, but I think he would say right now that overall it was a win. Maybe, but you look at people like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Like Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. Aaron Rodgers had to go to community college because nobody wanted them. And right now they're number one and number two, potentially the greatest quarterbacks in the history of football. Mm -hmm. They still Aaron Rodgers still wears his community college sweater. Tom Brady is still motivated because he was a sixth-round pick. I don't think the support ever gets through to these kind of people, like to a lot of people. I think you only remember the people who said no to you. Oh, yeah. It's like you can get ten good comments, you get one bad comment, you're thinking about the bad comment. Yeah, yeah. But so and then now imagine the whole Motivation. country is pointing their fucking gun at you. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I, I'm just saying that, like, I imagine it took him, he probably has headspace on his phone, I would imagine. Or he has some kind of fucking meditation app. Yeah. <laughs> I would Maybe. imagine. I think it takes a little breathing exercise to be able to get back out and come through that. And now he's very successful. I, mean, I don't know if you consider himself very successful, but he's doing great. I would say he's doing great and he's on the rise as well. Yeah. Like he's doing great and it's not like he's plateauing at his greatness. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I would argue he's doing better than if he got the show. I would say that too, but you instantly, your first season you get 200K or whatever roughly as a cast member, but that you also can almost immediately headline and you almost immediately sell but tickets. You're no, I would disagree with you. I, I don't think know. I'm guessing. I'm not. I would. I think you can immediately headline, but you're not selling tickets. You don't think so? You don't think no, so? No. I mean, look at. Well, look at. Um, without looking at the ones that become stars from it, look at the average cast member's Instagram. Not that Instagram's the only indicator of ticket sales, but it's a good one. It's a good one, as far as indicators. Look at um, Punky Johnson, who I love. Look at her Instagram. Not. Shane Gillis has more Instagram followers than Punky Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty good. I hate that I keep redirecting this back to comedy. I feel bad about that now. Yeah, we love comedy. But uh, yeah, we could end the conversation with a positive note. This is a tip of the week. Mm -hmm. I have these shoes that I was ready to throw out. They were dirty. The sole was coming off a little bit. Just mm -hmm. a little, like slightly like the glue was loosening up at the edges. They were all scruffed up. So because that, I took them river rafting this week. So much fun, by the way. Mm -hmm. Went, went uh, level three and a half river rafting in, I think, Tennessee. What a blast, man. What is, I don't know what the levels mean. Uh, five is the most intense. Mm -hmm. This, they said, was a, a three or a four. So I say, I'm saying three and a half. It might have been a four. It might have been a three. But the guide said it was a three or a four, which, by the way, was... I don't want to say intense, but like exhilarating, for sure exhilarating, fun mm -hmm. times. So I get back from this river rafting thing. I didn't know I was going river rafting when I went on the trip. So I was wearing clothes that I was willing to give up, but not clothes I would have chosen if I was at home. So mm -hmm. anyway, I was wearing these shoes. And I'm like, okay, after this trip, I'll throw, I'm going to throw away these shoes because I kind of don't want them anymore anyway. 
put them in the washer and dryer after the river rafting. Such a big improvement. It like re renewed the shoes. So if you're out there and you're thinking you got to throw away the shoes, just try before you throw them away to put them in the washer and then dry them. I was at Idlewild in March. Mm -hmm. I was wearing some older shoes because it was snowy. It's up in the mountains. Yeah. I was wearing some older shoes that I was like, I'm willing to sacrifice these shoes. Same situation. Mm -hmm. After three days of walking around in the snow, they looked like brand new shoes. Yeah. These brand shoes have a whole new, new life to them. Like they're, the sides are pretty clean. The bottoms makes me realize weren't that worn down. Somehow the which the edges of the glue, which I thought were like coming undone, somehow didn't get yeah. worse from the wash. These were Chicago Bulls colored uh, Converse weapons, which are like the bas the standard basketball shoe from the eighties. Oh wow, those they're, sound cool. Yeah, they were, very, they were like my favorite shoes. Sounds black of you, but they were. Yeah, uh, yeah I wanted the Larry Bird colors, but they yeah. didn't have them. So <laughs> <laughs> was Larry Bird green and white? Yeah, green and white. Yeah, yeah. but I or just uh, Pistons color. Huh? He, wait, what? He's a Celtic. Celtic, that's right. I yeah, meant to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I can. I, we sound like a couple of cobblers over here. Yeah. So my tip of the week is: if you have a pair of shoes that are either your work shoes or you're thinking I might throw them out soon, Sunday shoes. Yeah, your Sunday shoes. Throw them in the washing machine. Dishwasher. Right? Oh, try try that maybe too. I mine were just, I throw them in a regular washing machine, and then put them in the regular dryer. And I even kicked open the door. If you, I was ready to give up because one minute into the wa into the dry cycle, it the weight of the shoe opened the door. And I'm like, it's not even going to be able to dry. Mm -hmm. so I put them in a couple more times. Ran put your shoulder up against the. Oh, I didn't even think I'd do that. I just <laughs> let it go a couple more times. Didn't it never got fully through the cycle? It all kept opening up the door. But the third time, I was like, okay, I'll let them air dry the rest of the way. And here you go. And just I'm like back, your baby, just like your father, another rich man posing as poor. Walking around <laughs> worn out shoes. So that's my tip of the week. Uh, anything you want to share that's positive? Anything I want to share that's positive? Oh, and I want to read my one review too. Oh, okay. If I had to share one th positive thing, and it's going to sound dark, but no matter what you're going through, just remember you will eventually die. So everything works out. So you're saying don't... Uh, don't work. Don't stress. You're saying don't stress because you're gonna die. Yeah, no matter what happens like, in life. Like, yeah, don't 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 get stressed. Not a big yeah, deal. Yeah. Is what if, you're saying. Yeah, if you're getting, you know, if your girlfriend's cheating on you right now, and you just found yeah. out. Oh, dude, I went on Instagram Live. This this happened to me. This is a interesting. So I was uh, in Chattanooga. I love Tennessee. Chattanooga. Yeah, we're talking about that. That's your crowd. Did two theater shows. Time of my life. I'm in my fancy hotel room. I meant taking a bath and I went on Instagram live. On accident? No, on purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah. What a horrible place to do it on accident. Just naked. Oh yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I mean like I was I was naked, but Bubble you bath? Know, I was on yeah, I was underwater or I didn't have the phone angled, so I didn't reveal uh my penis or yeah, 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 uh, yeah. butthole or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe caught a few nip slips. So I'm on live. I take a few calls from people I know, then I take a call from a random dude, which I was scared to do, but he was like, come on, take my call. And I'm like, okay, I took his call, I was bored. He goes into the story about how his girlfriend of seven years left him a week ago and is now living and fucking his best friend, ex-best friend, obviously. And he was super depressed, like so depressed that he didn't seem depressed. But you could tell it's because he's like about to break down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, he's cleaning the rifle right off the camera. And it was... 
I, you know, I already told him this on the thing, but I was like, you need to, I told him he needed to move out of that city. Do a geographic? I said, you're, you need to get away from that. He's like, they live two blocks away from me. I'm like, you, the only, and and it was a shitty city. It was in, uh, I forget now, some shitty city in California. So I said, the only thing, and some people disagreed with me, but I said, you need to get out of there. Wait, who disagreed with you? Someone was like, that's not going to fix your problem. I'm like, it'll fix part of it. Because you, you, everything in that city is now going to be a constant reminder because he's lived there for seven years with that girl. No, no, no. Here's why it, th- these people are so stupid. I agree with you. His problem isn't like it's not his fault. He got cheated on by his with his best friend and his right. girlfriend. And if, if no, it, and he does take responsibility for some of it. But I'm like, dude, yeah, you can't. Even if you weren't a good boyfriend, you don't deserve that. Even if it's yeah. it, you. Need- even if you beat her up, you don't deserve that. <laughs> and, not, and he didn't. But even if he did. <laughs> That doesn't mean she should leave you for your best friend. That means she should leave you. I, I, if he beat her up, maybe the best friend intervened. And let, let, that's an extreme analogy. But I will say, Even, that, okay, let me let me put it this way: if you if I found out you you're my friend, yes, and if I found out you were beating up your girlfriend, I which would not, I'm not, I would not support it. That's good of you. But I wouldn't be like, hey, come over to me and I'll treat you better to your girlfriend. I would protect her, but I wouldn't start hooking up with her. That's then I'm now now I'm protecting her, but I'm also a bad friend to you. That doesn't make it okay. It, it's it's but if you're treating her better, then there's not much. I don't have much room to say anything. Yeah, you do. You have room to say I'm a bad friend. You could say I. You could still acknowledge that you were a shitty boyfriend, but that doesn't mean I have. If I'm beating if, my girlfriend, let me change it to a husband. If you were if you were beating your wife, <laughs> and I fuck your wife. That doesn't make me good. It just makes you still bad. If you're fucking my wife, but not getting her out, helping her get out of the situation where I'm beating the shit out of her, you're pure evil. You you are sure. Evil. I'm saying even if I took her out of your broken home where she you were, she was getting beat up, but I fuck her now, I'm still a bad friend. Is all I'm saying. But you're a better person. You're a good. Yeah, I might good be person, better. Bad friend. Yeah, yeah. Now, if I took her out of your home and I was just protecting her because she's a damsel. She's an actual damsel, but I wasn't fucking her. Now I'm a still a good guy. That's not what, no, the, you have to say a damsel in distress. She's actually in distress. Damsel oh. just means a woman. Oh, it does? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I always thought- That's I why it's a damsel in distress. I always thought a damsel was always in distress. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I no, learned no. something of this. Yeah, yeah. No, a damsel's just a broad. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Are yeah. you allowed to call girls damsels, do you think? I don't, it's so, what's the word? Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, Old school? Yeah, yeah, cool. Archaic. It's so archaic. I'm definitely calling girls damsels. Yeah, I already do a little bit, but I'm gonna do it. Sub- I'm gonna do it consciously more. Right. Call girls damsels. What I'm saying is, if this guy dates another girl for seven years and then she starts fucking his best friend and leaves him for the hat, then moving is not gonna fix that problem because it's something within him that is creating that situation. But as of right now, it's an isolated event. Getting out of there is uh, only protecting his mental safety. And, and it was the- a shitty city. It wasn't like he was in. Seattle or somewhere well, cool. Well, of course it's a shitty city because if it were Los Angeles, I could just move to the west side and I would never see my girlfriend on the east side. But it was, it was, um, what that's I'm what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. Like, of course he's in a shitty he's city. He's got to move. Yeah, he's got to move. Anyway, it was an interesting live stream. Definitely got crazy. And now I'm going to read the one review. Let's end it on the positive. Uh, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I will read it on the podcast. Has to be a good review. I don't read anything negative. I say that like I get a lot of negative ones. I get a couple. It's mostly positive. Thank you for the positive reviews. This is a five-star review titled Awesome, and it's by Don Kedick. 
on Apple Podcasts. Love every episode and every guest is interesting. Can't wait to see it get the exposure it deserves. Thank you so much, Don Kedick, for the review. That was the only one this week. I'll break that interesting guest streak for you. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, self-deprecation. See how interesting that is? <laughs> if I had one positive thing to say to everybody, uh, you know what? That's actually a really difficult challenge. Because if you were like, say something negative, I could talk for another two hours. But I don't have anything positive to close on. So if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And we we did the tip on cleaning your shoes and the thing that we're all going to die. So that was positive. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It all nothing matters. That you know what? You always break even in the end. Everybody breaks even. Amen, brother. That's what I'm telling myself. That's what keeps the fucking pistol out of my mouth. Thanks for doing the podcast. <laughs> Follow uh, Brian Boki on Instagram because he deleted his old Instagram when he was Got getting him. death threats and he was scared like a little bitch boy. That's true. So I'm he, has, yeah. he has a new one. I told God everybody you guys. I had to get it off my chest. Maybe it was Bruce. Maybe. Maybe it was Tyler. I can't remember. Maybe oh, was, probably Tyler. Maybe it was Zach. You're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis.